All right, welcome everybody to episode 28 of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Bill, could you imagine we've done like, you know, 30 plus of these things? Well, you have. I've done like 24-ish. Well, I think plus the special episodes. I think you're still getting pretty close. That's right. I'm, I'm... I'm moving up on the anniversary. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, we're moving towards... I mean, we'll be, what, three years old here in a few months, but, man, that's kind of scary. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. No, it certainly does not. Ah, uh, quick introduction. So, I am uh, your uh, fat, jolly, round host, uh, Duke <laughs> Togo, and joining me is my elf on the shelf, Wild Bill. Hey, Bill. Equal, equally fat and round. <laughs> right. Well, it's after Thanksgiving and Christmas mm-hmm. holidays are right around, so a few pounds is expected, right? I bought so much beer. <laughs> for, <laughs> well, I've, I've got family coming up, and uh, uh, I'm a big craft beer guy for uh, anyone who has never talked to me uh, about that before. Um, New Poil on the site is a big craft beer guy out in the, uh, uh, you know, kind of the uh, Pacific Northwest, I guess you would call it. Um, and... Uh, we you know we chat beer once in a while and uh, uh, bad enough dude and a couple other dudes uh, who you know jump on that random beer thread but uh, that's where my head's at right now we we went to pick up the beer for the uh, Christmas uh, get together when you know my in laws come over and we go to my parents house and everything so uh, it's kind of planned weeks uh, in advance I know which bottles are for which guests and which <laughs> ones I'm going to be drinking first so um, I've got a couple of. Uh, couple of favorites that I get every year and I got a couple of new ones. I got a couple for my birthday a week or two ago. So, uh, it's, uh, very, very exciting. Uh, but that is why I get a little bit rounder in these, uh, <laughs> holiday times. It's not even the food. It's mainly the beer. Hey, just a few extra calories never killed anybody, right? Nah, you could jog a little bit and you're all set. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Or just go out and hunt some video games or something, right? Yeah. With the mm-hmm. flea markets, right? Well, yeah, our flea market, actually, our main one closes, um, it kind of changes every year. It depends on, like, when the round gets too frozen to, like, you know, let people out on the uh, on the field. But uh, they closed a few weeks ago, so I have no major flea market until the spring. Um, and, uh, you know, not a ton of people, you know, do, like, you know, yard sales or anything in the holiday time. So it's, like, 90% Craigslist, um, mm. which I'm low, I'm, you know, I'm... I kind of backed off Craigslist, uh, you know, almost completely. Um, but uh, this is one of those times when, like, you know, people are looking to make extra Christmas money, like buy some gifts. They're looking to clear out their house. And since they can't, you know, just, you know, have a yard sale, it's too, or garage sale, it's too cold. Um, they, you know, a lot of people are p- posting stuff on uh, uh, things like Craigslist and Kijiji up in Canada. So um, it's something I've been keeping an eye on, but, uh, I mean, it's just so regional, you know, like the scene around here is so crazy. You can't compete with any of these guys who just like tough. Yeah. There's, there's people just sitting on Craigslist all the time, probably like how I used to do it. Um, but, uh, I just don't have the time anymore to do it. So not a whole lot of hunting has been going on. So I just been enjoying, uh, you know, enjoying a couple of games here and there. No, oh, yeah, I understand that. It's been a real playing time for me. We've got some indoor mm. flea markets around here, but... Uh, oh, nice. Uh, you know, they're a little bit of a drive, and uh, it's been it's just been really busy here lately. So maybe, you know, after the yeah. holidays, things calm down a little bit. Yeah, we have one indoor flea market right next to the outdoor flea market, and I think it's like a nine to, you know, nine to three type deal every weekend. And uh, But it's the same vendors. They just, you know, 
Yeah, they rent like, like rent stall space, right? Exactly. Yeah, and like the, you know, you go there a couple times, and it's like, okay, like here's the baseball card guy, here's the tchotchke, you know, like porcelain you know, <laughs> ornament woman, and here's the guy who just picks up scholastic books at the library and just brings them here to sell for a quarter. So, um, do you have a good indoor? The, now, the indoor flea market that I visited in Buffalo when we went to see my in laws last year was amazing. Um, but I've, I don't have a good indoor flea market. Is yours good? We've got two. There's one that, no, it's like what you're talking about where it's just like all the, you know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. here's some cheap Chinese imports and mm-hmm. here's a place that sells popcorn. And and do, and do half the vendors not show up yeah. on any given day? Yeah. So it's mostly a ghost town. Yeah, and they should because you look <laughs> around and you go like, no wonder no one comes here, right? There's yeah. nothing interesting to see. Yeah. Um, but there's another one that's a little, it's a little honestly a little more run down, but that's a good thing because that's where mm-hmm. you find because there it's like you'll find some of these vendors just piles of stuff mm-hmm. and it's just random whatever junk that they've gotten from some sale somewhere and they've piled it up and and that's why I like to go through and kind of pick around and you that's when you find the interesting stuff definitely well um just uh just a real quick bit uh for those of you that uh, don't know you can find us over on collectorcast.com we're in pretty much all the other hotbeds for podcasts uh we'll we'll do the formalities a little bit later but uh you can definitely find us and uh before we get to the questions bill uh i want to talk just for a minute about amiibos amiibos <laughs> jesus <laughs> have, have you been I've... keeping up on all this crazy amiibo stuff zero uh like, like i know that they're things yeah and believe you know like you know me like i i love my nintendo especially the uh you know the original and i'm like a little bit of a super guy but like i'm still a little bitter because i was more of a genesis fan when i was a kid so like there's that but like you know like i don't know when i got out of it but i i got into like this weird collector minimalist state that i'm kind of in now where like it's hard to be a collector and a minimalist because like you know you're collecting stuff, you're acquiring more stuff. Right, right. But what I don't like acquiring is lot, like a, a few is okay. Like, you know, an action figure here, or there, or like, you know, like something like, like a little, you know, kind of a accent piece is okay. I don't like collecting lots of toys. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, big, I'm um, not a big toy guy either. Yeah. And, and the thing, and like, you know, Skylanders came out. It's like, oh, those are cool. And like, I'm sure, you know, if my boy is a little bit older and we played them, you know, I'd be into it. I know lots of, you know, parents who play with their kids and they have a whole bunch and they have fun with it. Um, I, you know, I, I got a copy from a friend. I played for a little bit. I was like, oh, I see how this could be cool. Uh, you know, Disney Infinity, same thing. I, I understand how it's cool. I understand, you know, I see why it's desirable. Um, I just have zero desire to spend like $13 per figure on a whole bunch of figures that I'm not going to open or put on a wall or like, you know, just make my closet look like a toy shelf. Um, I'm super happy for all of the people in the world who love them. And it seems like it's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everybody's like even rich this morning sends a, a, a text message to all of us like, Hey, when's the next wave of Amiibos yeah. come out? And I was like, you don't oh, even wow. have a Wii U. Yeah. This is a, uh, this is pretty exciting times for you people, but uh, I guess they come out. As of recording, they come out tomorrow, right? The second wave. Uh, I think so. I think, like yeah. what, like Diddy and Mac, and yeah, uh, little Mac is tomorrow. I think, and uh, I, I think some places w- already have them out, though. And the ones that come out, uh, I looked on Wiki earlier when when Rich asked, and uh, uh, February there's a whole another set, and Mega Man's going to be in that set. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I feel great for Nintendo, like, you know, kind of diehard Nintendo people who really get into, like, you know, all the little collectible type things. And, you know, just like Skylanders and Infinity, where, like, this figure will work in a game. I understand why it's cool. I just personally have no desire to add, you know, that kind of thing, you know, to my house or my closet or my collection. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it's not a thing for me. I mean, I have a buddy that bought one. I kind of looked, I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. And, and don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Maybe uh, I'll pick one up just to kind of have one or something, you know, on a, yeah, on like a shelf. I love, yeah. Like I could hold, I could see like, you know, if I saw like a, like a Samus for cheap someplace, you know, grab it, throw it on a yeah. shelf. I love Metroid. Um, but you know, when I say I'm not into them, I mean, like, I don't need to have them all. Yeah, no, my thought is like, oh, there's a used game store close by, so somebody will sell them at some point in time. Right. I don't have to feel bad about opening a package, so, eh, you know. Same thing, I would buy loose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the crazy part being that I, I, I think Nintendo just didn't, or, or the retailers or something just didn't understand kind of what the demand would be. No, because, no, I don't. I don't know. think they had any idea, which is crazy considering the similar products that came before it and how crazy the demand was. Then pair that with Nintendo. Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? I, and I think here's the issue: I think they didn't plan on, which I don't understand why they didn't plan on this. Is mm-hmm. um, because just like what you were saying with Rich earlier, right? People that don't even have a Wii U are buying these figures because they want the figures. Right. They never – They. I mean, will Rich ever buy – maybe at a yard sale five years from now if it's cheap, like a Wii U? I keep, I keep telling people, I've got a price point in my head for the Wii U, and there's a growing list of games that I will play once it happens. I'm just not into, you know, you know but, but, but you're right. Like, it's uh, – uh, and, and the weird thing is – Games have been, or sorry, Nintendo figures, like, you know, by different companies have been around for a while. Like, you can go to a Toys R Us and buy a Mario figure or a Yoshi figure or whatever, but no one, like, ever had to have them all. Are you, like, is it because of the game tie-in and the hardware tie-in that this is, you know, become popular? Or is it just because it's an official Nintendo set of figures? I think that's exactly it. It is Nintendo putting them out right mm, so everybody right. else was just licensed stuff like i've got you know i'm looking at right now i've got a uh you know like a wario licensed figure i, I found it on you know like discount somewhere dirt cheap but mm-hmm. um you know yeah it's licensed it's you know got the whole shebang but again it's like not nintendo right, right? nintendo didn't put it out so yeah i think that's it, it gets a whole nother level and they're not terribly expensive if you can find them it's to like 12 13 dollars right well, they're not terribly expensive for one or two. Yeah. They absolutely are terribly expensive <laughs> if you want them all. Yeah, of course. Which and, is what they and, want. And of course, you know, like if you're if you're talking about the secondary market, that's always gonna be way more expensive. So I'm just talking retail costs. So by February there'll be close to what, thirty of these things out. So like yeah, like three hundred and fifty, four hundred dollars for, you know, 30, like, little Nintendo action figures is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the thing about, about these a little bit is that, see, Nintendo's crafty, right? They're smart. There, as I understand it, is actually, like, a little piece of foil that's in the bottom of the packaging itself, so you have to take the figure out of the package oh. if you want to use it. I didn't know that, and Sneaky. I would imagine that would really bother some people. But think because, about this, right? Because I'm telling, because I I own th- 
three or four Disney Infinity figures. Uh-huh. And the first one that I bought was Jack Skellington. Because I'm, I'm a Nightmare and a Before Christmas fan. I've got a picture, like a canvas portrait of Jack sitting behind me right now. And uh, uh, I read so It was like, oh, like it was last year, I think. It's like, oh, Jack Skellington, limited edition for, you know, October only. It's going to be Jack Skellington, Disney Infinity figure. And I was like, well, I don't have Disney Infinity, but I love Jack Skellington and I want to get it eventually. So I went and bought Jack Skellington, right? And then I see him at Best Buy like two months later. I was like, what the hell? So as it turns out, it was just exclusive to GameStop for that month. And oh, then it's out everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So I got fooled. But then like for Christmas, my buddy got me Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope. And I think my mother-in-law found out that I got those figures and she bought me Crystal Sully. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's what I have. But like, you know, they're in the boxes. So I'm right. like, well, if I got them loose, I wouldn't have been upset about it. But it's like, I got these in boxes and I'm like, well... Why would I open them? Because they work in the box. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I didn't realize that the Amiibos are electromagnetically <laughs> shielded <laughs> from working in the package. So if you want to collect and play, uh-huh. you, need, you need to buy two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a genius wow. idea. Yeah, but that's, I mean, ugh, talk about a company, like, if they did that, ugh. <laughs> Uh, like, like I, that's, that's the kind of thing that, like, if you're a fan of the company, I mean, it can, and, and you got to kind of separate, like, the marketing side of it from, like, the people who actually make the games. But, like, you know, if a, when a company does something like that and you're a fan of theirs, you kind of got to be like, oh, Nintendo, I love you, but why do you do things like this? Well, I, my understanding of the logic behind it, I mean, at least what's supposed to be the logic behind it is that um, to use the Amiibos, you don't have to hold them on the pad all the time. You just tap them. Um, And it also works with going to work with 3DS and new 3DS. So potentially someone could just walk into a Toys R Us with their new 3DS, tap all the figures, never buy them and be done. That's supposed to be the idea. uh, So wait a minute. But so like let's and and I'm I'm sorry for my ignorance because everyone listening probably knows the rules. But let's say I have a Samus figure. Mm hmm. And I tap it uh, and I buy it legit. I bring it home. I tear the packaging open. I tap it. On my Wii U gamepad. Yes. On an Amiibo, you know, ready game or however it works. Okay. And then I give that Samus away and I never have it again. Yes. Do I have Samus forever on that system? That's not how Amiibos work at all. So what is it? What do I do? Uh, that's the weirdest part is, um, okay. So Nobody knows. <laughs> give you a couple examples. All okay. Right? Um, in Hyrule Warriors, if you use all your Amiibos... Um, only the Link figure does anything in the game, really. Okay. Uh, but Link's already in the game because it's Hyrule Warriors, right? Sure. So, uh, in Hyrule Warriors, you get a special spinner weapon if you use the Link amiibo. It unlocks it. Um, uh, and it's unlocked, and that's it. Um, the okay. other ones you can use to get, like, random, like, power-ups every day, like so many of them. How do you know which games use which amiibos? It's, uh, uh well, they all work. So if it's an Amiibo-enabled title, they all work. Okay. But, like, just because, like, if you go, oh, I'm going to tap Samus on Hyrule Warriors, you don't get Samus in the game. You just, it has a feature. It just gives you, like, an item. Okay. So I could buy an Amiibo-enabled game. Yes. Take any Amiibo and touch it on the thing at the appropriate time or place, and something will happen, and it could be unique based on which Amiibo I use. Yes. Okay. But it doesn't have to be. <laughs> it can't just be a real crappy gimmick. 
But they have think you know these are you know things that have been like patched in. So hopefully going sure. forward, you know the titles will be better. Um, who knows? Yeah, kind of almost like how like when really like when achievements first came out on 360 games, like no one really knew how to do them. Like Microsoft told everybody, oh hey, there's achievements. Every game's got a thousand points. So like the first you know wave of games was like uh beat level one, a hundred achievement points. You know like <laughs> right. what do we do with this? And now it's like you know there's. They're all intricate, and they add achievements with patches and everything. So you probably imagine, like, you know, it's one of those. The thing is, Nintendo does so many things that it's like, oh wow, that has potential to be really cool if you know people take advantage of it, and then no one takes advantage of anything. Um, so it's like, uh, you know, what do you call it? Like the Hey You Pikachu microphone, right? Like. It's like, oh, like they came out and it's like, oh, now you have this and they can do this. And if other developers just use it and it's like, okay, well, no one did anything with it. So it's like, you know, it's one of those features that like it's it could be so cool, but it totally depends on the way people do it. Uh, I think Nintendo's going to really like selling figures. I mean, it's going to be pretty lucrative. I I think they're going to enjoy the money part of it very much. Yeah, I, I, I think what could get out of control pretty quickly is okay they've released 97 figures by the end of 2015 and everybody's like okay there's zero features in games that are worth that's anything that's true that's true so i i i'd love to see you know you know that killer feature where people are like okay you point to it and you're like that's why i've got this and then you know it starts rolling from there yeah and i don't think that exists quite yet and uh no and the coup de gras and, and I, I think is that actually some some of them have already been discontinued <laughs> Yeah, and and I don't mean to be cynical, but like I don't think oh. that will exist either. Oh man! I, can you imagine anything that someone would say? Hey, did you hear that if you do this with this little toy, it does this in the game? And then that other person says, "Are you serious? Let me. Let, we need to go buy that thirteen dollar thing so I can unlock that." It's almost like DLC, right? Right. So like, and. And it basically is. Isn't Krabby really into Amiibos? Yes. So he really loves DLC. Yeah, I, uh, you could say that. Okay. Right? It's physical DLC. Right. So you can't unlock this feature, this digitally programmed feature, unless you you know do a physical thing. So you're physically unlocking DLC. Even worse for Krabby, if you never updated some of these titles via the internet, right? That feature wouldn't be there at all. Do they have internet? <laughs> I think he has internet. I think he's got internet because he skypes with us, so he has every to. once in a while. He does. I mean, this is this is the second week or weeks. This is the second show in a row where he's going to be really upset that he wasn't here. I know. I, you know, I, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. And we, uh, the and reason Krabby's him. not here is his grandmother was ill and he's gone to visit her. So I mean, completely understand. And uh, he's right. promised me he's going to do a little segment that I'll tack on here. So um, very cool. We, we miss Krabby. I, I, All right, I, so I, enough of the Amiibos, although I'm man. curious from our listeners, if you're into Amiibos, let us know. Shoot me some pictures. I'll, to, bet, you, uh, some, I'll bet you a million dollars we'll be doing an Amiibo episode next year. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure Krabby will love to talk <laughs> about Amiibos, so we'll get there. He, won't, we'll get he there. won't love it because he'll have to explain every aspect of them to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. By the way, then I'll have one yeah. or something. Um, all right, so on to questions. Are you ready for some questions, Bill? Ah, you know it. I apologize. I was drinking some water. No, and uh, we should probably mention, like, I am just finally at at the end of some illness, and Bill, mm-hmm. you're just, like, still fighting through it, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm a little bit uh, – Duke is a little bit further along than I am. Um, I just started feeling better, like, three days ago, so I'm kind of in that, you know, 
I sound stuffy, but I'm not really congested and my throat is scratchy, but it's on the, you know, it's on the, I see the light at the end of the tunnel, but yeah, that's why I sound this way and I will be drinking lots of water. So my apologies. No, no, have at it. I'm, you know, quite honestly, talking around to people, like everybody is getting sick. So oh, I think yeah. people will, will definitely everyone's understand. Everyone's like in the, in the office, everyone's blowing their nose every couple of minutes. And a guy walked in my office a week ago. We had, you know, they post the, the, the birthdays for the month, like at the beginning of every month. So he walks in my office and he goes to shake my hand. He's like, Hey, happy birthday, man. And I was like, I'm really sorry, but I'm not going to shake your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not feeling very well. And he's like, Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. But yeah, it's one of those, everyone in the office is sick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So questions from Facebook. Um, the first question is from Aaron D. Sanislow. Ooh, a regular questionnaire. That's right. Um, Aaron asks, says, 2014 is almost over. Like, quite literally, mm. uh, almost over. Is that the what question? Are your, well, there is a question. Yes. Here, it's attached. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? It's a statement. Just, the year's almost over. <laughs> the year's almost over? There, yeah. <laughs> so what are your collecting goals for 2015? Oh, man. It's, uh, I'll, should I let you go first? Well, I can. Um, yeah, go first. I have, uh, well, I mean, for me anyway, two licensed NES titles left to go for wow. US. Where except, does, I'm, except stadium events. I'm not going to get stadium Where does events. the time go? I don't know. Uh, it's where did my money go? That's probably the better <laughs> yeah. question. Uh, so Panic Restaurant and Zombie Nation, that's it. Um, and there's some unlicensed as well. But um, I would hope to at least get that down to one and maybe down to zero. That's it, my Goal in twenty in twenty fifteen, yeah, at least at least down to one. You now, know. now let me let me tell you something real quick. So, yeah, yep. Zombie Nation, right? Yes. And Panic Restaurant. Yes. Now I'm not a huge. Um, not only do I not go after carts, I don't go after rare titles normally because I'm not like Daddy Warbucks. And you you do click in in box. So, yes, you know. correct. Yeah. So I I do, and I and I'm on the. Uh, fair to average uh you know condition train because it's the only way i'll be able to do it i hear you um so but a zombie nation cart what is that mm. 120 no, it's probably more like around 150 oh, really? neighborhood somewhere okay. around there so let's say let's say let's even go further let's say 200 okay let's say 200 like buy it now price will get you, you a zombie nation yeah okay and now you get panic restaurant what is that three uh yeah it's around there okay so five hundo yeah now think of last not this past year i'm thinking 2013 and 2012 okay do you think that in all of either 2012 or 2013 you spent five hundred dollars on nintendo cartridges in one of those years and 2012 or 2013. Uh, what about, well, I, what I did a, get what? I did get that that little Samson off of you in 2013. That is true. And then you were indentured for a little while. Yes. So there was it was sort of <laughs> sort of a transaction. There was monies. <laughs> yes, there was money transacted somehow. What about in trade. 2012 and 2013? Do you think the combined total spent on yeah, games was yeah, five hundred? Probably between the two. Okay. Between because the there was like Ducktales two, and there okay. was you know, there were some titles in there. Okay, so you're so if not 2015 by 2016, you think you'll be good? Yeah, I think you know I want to get these last two just to kind of go. 
you know, hey, man, just to I've take done a it. take a sigh of relief. Yeah, and and if you have know, the unlicensed stuff as it comes, if it does, you know. But I at least want to just kind of go, I like that's awesome because mm. don't go wrong. I'm still buying Nintendo games. Like I bought a lot of Nintendo games this year, but they've all been like homebrew. There's been a lot of homebrew releases this year. Yeah, you have been busy with those. Yeah, lots of them. I mean, and I've still got some coming. So, uh, you know, this has been probably the biggest year ever for NES homebrew that I've known. I mean, I've a lot of titles. Was Action 53 last year? Last year. And another one is getting ready to come out. So next year there'll be another one. Uh, No, it's Action 53 Volume 2, I think is Mm. what they're calling it. Um, so that's in the works right yes. now. Um, so yeah, geez, I'm looking for a copy of that. Um, well, but yeah, geez, that's goal. me. That's me. Good uh, goal. And to keep up with, uh, you know, homebrew NES cards. That's always, always want to keep up on that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what about you, Bill? Very cool. Um, I'd like to get uh, Spider-Man. Uh, oh, for, yes. For the 32X. That, that's one of my big goals. Yes. Um, I've got some uh, news coming up probably in the next show. Oh. Some big news. Uh oh. Big. Whoa. Big. So, um, not about something that I've acquired. All right. About something that is going to be happening. Oh, the happening. The happening. Only better than that movie. <laughs> Only not nature turning on man and releasing poison gases through wind. Uh, spoiler alert. I'm really happy that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, there's going to be something big happening. So my goal will be associated with that. Okay. Um, but yeah, as far as collecting goals, which is what Aaron asked. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still for a long time. I've been one uh, 32X game away from a complete inbox 32X set, including Pitfall with the poster. I know it makes Shadow uh, cringe every time I say it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's really the big one. It's hard for me to have Nintendo collecting goals because I'm more of like an opportunistic collector with Nintendo oh, yeah. stuff. Um, like, you know, when complete inbox stuff shows up in, you know, for decent prices, in like okay but not terrible condition that's when i say okay do i have paypal spending money right now or do Mm -hmm. i not you know so um so i really can't look because a few years ago rf gen had a thread called you know collecting goals 2012 2013 like whatever year it was yep and i went in there and i did it and then like i kept going back to check and it's like okay i have 300 and whatever complete nintendo games i'd like to get to 350 by the end of the year Mm -hmm. but you know, as I kept like tracking it, I was like, you know, it's not really realistic to be a goal because like if the stuff doesn't show up, the stuff doesn't show up. Sure. I'm, I'm not going to go do buy it nows on, you know, the stuff that I want. So, um, it, those are more things that like, you know, Hey, I'd love to, you know, get more of that stuff. But mm-hmm. as far as goals go, the, cl- I mean, the closest thing I'm, I'm to is the, you know, the, uh, uh, Spider-Man 32 X will complete the 32 X set. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, part of my goal, right, because we have the new house now, so part of my goal is to, kind of like what Shadow did when he got a new house, is to kind of take a lot of the stuff that's in boxes and in a couple different locations and in storage and kind of like display it very nice. and. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see that. Yeah, so that's that's one of the things coming up in the new year once we kind of uh, get the get situated is to do that. It sounds kind of boring because I feel like those have been my no. goals for a while, but... That's no. that's where I'm at, and I'd like to continue big box PC stuff. Um, Gamer Nick has been uh, 
a great uh, uh, resource uh, for me with that stuff. Um, and I for him, I hope, uh, like because we both look for big box PC stuff. We both email each other, say, hey, I found these eight things and I want these four. Do you want the other four? And the other one of us always says, why, yes, I do. <laughs> of course, right? So, yeah, so the big box PC stuff's been great. And, of course, uh, uh, Techie, he sent me a fantastic uh, bundle of uh, big box stuff a few months ago. It's probably my last uh, big box score. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just uh, trying to keep on with the stuff that I really enjoy and uh, hopefully uh, get it uh, nice looking and displayed in the house and just be able to play some games with some people and just keep it rolling. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm curious to hear from our listeners. So send us a tweet or send us a Facebook message. Let us know what your 2015 collecting goals are. Always interesting to hear what people are trying to do. Yeah. And you never know. Sometimes people can help each other out. Sure. You know? It happens. Yeah. And I mean, the thing with collecting goals also for me is like it, if you set a goal, it can end up being expensive because like, it's like, oh, well, I set this goal. I want to get to this many games by the end of the year. It's November. I'm not there. So I have to go buy these games now, you know? So I don't know. It's just, maybe I'm just weird like that, but. No, no. Um, all right. Let's move over to our next question. Well, we got a few questions here. Um, Russ Lyman, uh, you know, wrestling man. Wrestling right? man. Of course. Newly, uh, newly married and uh, congratulations. Yeah, and it's uh, churning out his own podcast for your the story that you frequent there. Yes, so. yeah, not not often enough because it's about forty minutes from my house. But yeah, Retro Games Plus. He works at the uh, uh, Orange location, and uh, he's always there. He's a good dude. Yeah, um, he asks, hmm, "Do you think it's hard to Christmas shop for a gamer since they have so many games?" Oh man, and anyone working on the uh, Secret Santa this year. Yeah, kind of, kind that's, that's exactly that what he says. He says, figures it was appropriate because of our secret Santa overall our generation. Man, we're like two peas in a pod, me and Russ. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a really good question. Um, I totally stopped asking people to buy games for me years ago. Yeah. Um, my wife, you know, my, my mom hasn't, you know, agreed to buy me a video game since we were kids because she regrets <laughs> buying us Nintendo in the first place. It um, corrupted you. Yeah. Oh yeah. She really feels like it has, but, uh, but no, she's cool with it. She just doesn't want to, you know, contribute. Um, but yeah, I used to like actually give people, you know, like my RF gen wish list, like, Oh, like, yeah, these are, you know, so card only is fine, but this, I want the manual and the, uh, like, Oh, well don't pay, spend more than like, you know, 24 on this. You get, and like, you know, a few years like that went by and I was like, you never like no one's ever doing no, it. No, you're really giving people really, really difficult things to buy for you. Like Yeah. I mean no one like I think my sister like got me a game or something at a game exchange one time. But like, you know, for the most part, if you're not into the hobby, you don't know where to find this stuff. You're not gonna right. get a good price. Um, but yeah, it's it's extremely difficult to shop, especially for retro gamers. So um I think that that's, I think that's why the Secret Santa does so well, and people have fun with it, is because if you give your wish list to another like retro collector, they at least know where to go, you know, like how to get this stuff. Like they have contacts, they go, you know, they they go their their normal channels. So, uh, but yeah, it's extremely difficult to shop for retro gamers unless you're in the hobby. Yeah, I would just echo the same thing. I don't ask <clears throat> anybody for games because it's it's. You know, yeah, it's what, kind of crazy. What was the story that Rich had about Cliffhanger? You remember? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, here's here's what you don't do. Yeah. Don't don't tell your wife you need uh, a certain <laughs> Nintendo game. Like I really need cliffhanger. I really need for cliffhanger Nintendo. for the NES. Uh huh. Because so you'll get. Uh, so she got him cliffhanger. Yeah, for the Super NES. Yeah. <laughs> it's little a, price difference. Yeah. A little bit. A little, <laughs> a little, bit. little more common. I think the only thing that would have been funnier is if she got it for him for Sega CD. <laughs> <laughs> That's but yeah, that's uh, that's a good question, Russ. That's uh, man, that's and and yeah, he you mentioned before he he does do the podcast. They do uh, it's it's uh, I watched a couple of them. It's pretty good. They do like a roundtable kind of thing. Yep. Um. So they sit in the store. It's a video uh, podcast as well as audio. If you just want to listen to it, but a bunch of guys who work at the store, they uh, they sit and they chat about you know just kind of whatever, kind of you know like all of us do. We just sit and chat about games. So. Yeah, good uh, good show so far. I haven't listened to all of them, but uh, thanks for uh, the question, and uh, go check out the uh, Retro Games Plus podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So jumping over to the Twitter side, so we're going to start off first with uh, Real Jeff Funstick. And why would you not have fun with a name like that? And so. why would it not be real? I don't know. He's that's I guess because there I, is a fake Jeff Funstick. I get yeah. He had to be verified. <laughs> that's right. He's got the little check mark. Uh, I love this question. Uh, do you consider older promotional media collectible, i.e., brochures and flyers from retail and department stores? He says I have a few. A billion percent yes. Oh man, I love this oh, stuff. Oh man, it's this. And and this is a great difference between uh, uh, what we talk about, what Shadow talks about a lot on the site. The difference between uh, like rarity, yeah. and value. Yeah. Um. So there are you know a billion people who will never see like any of these brochures, so they're super rare. But I mean that like depending on who you're talking to or like you know like what the you know the monetary price you put on it, I mean it might not command like a high dollar value, which like. I just feel like it's the perfect, perfect way to get something that's so super awesome and unique in your collection that doesn't cost you a whole lot. Um, like a perfect example. Uh, so he's talking about like brochures from stores and stuff like that. Mm, I, yeah, or anything. I cannot find a Funko Land price guide, and I want one so bad. Oh yeah, I bet you could find this. Oh yeah, I mean like you'll like, and it's the kind of thing that like you know no one like. Once in a while, you'll see people put those Funko Land game sleeves on sale uh-huh. in threads and stuff like that. I've, yeah, I've got a few. I've not seen the price guide, like that old newspaper they used to publish with trade-in prices right, like every right. couple of months or month uh-huh. or whatever it was. But, oh, man, if someone, if anybody out there has one and just, you know, it's just like sitting around. Um, and, and But that's, that's oh, I love I love stuff like that. And I found a Nintendo Power... Uh, like they probably came with a subscription to Nintendo or something, but it's a little Nintendo Power, like you know, kind of like flip open notebook, like maybe three inches wide by like seven inches tall. So it's really not big at all. And you open it up, and it's just like almost like a journal where you can keep like you know like passwords and like you know notes and like Game Genie codes and stuff like that. Right. And this kid had filled it out like almost oh, completely yeah. with like all his notes and like oh after you hit the second guy on the right and bionic commando make sure you turn around and go up 45 degrees it's just so cool and it's not worth anything because you know it's just found it in a box or a bag or somewhere but i love stuff like that it's so cool yeah i've um i still got you know i held on to a lot of things um good bad or otherwise but uh, you know, when I was a kid, you get these video game magazines, and in the back, they would always have these little comment, these little cards where like circle the information from the vendors you would like 
stuff from. And so you'd tear this card out, you'd circle like the company's advertisement things, and you'd mail it. It was like free, you know, you didn't have to pay anything. And then they would send you crap, you know, about mm. their games and stuff. Um, so uh, what would I do? Of course, just circle all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I just circle all these things and I'd mail it in. And I have like all these newsletters for like, the NES days. So like, you know, I've got like, uh, you know, a bunch of like Sunsoft newsletters and stuff from Hudson and <laughs> stuff from, you know, uh, all these different places that uh, they would do this, you know, before the internet. So they would just make these little newsletters or pamphlets or whatever, and they would mm. just send them out. So I've got a bunch of these things um, sitting around. And I mean, I love this stuff because it's great to kind of go back and flip through and you're like, right. it, it really takes you kind of back. But like uh, we were talking before about like uh, like stuff that's official, like stuff yeah. that's from the company. Yeah, like yeah. If he's talking like store brochures, like, 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 an old service merchandise catalog with, you know, Nintendo ads in it. Like, Oh yeah. You know, the, it's, it's like, if it was like a couple years old and it was like for like the Nintendo Wii from like, you know, like a Coles or something from their uh, electronic section, I'd be like, uh, that's not interesting at all. But sure. if it was like a service merchandise catalog from like, you know, like 87, that'd be the kind of thing I would totally snag, you know, grab the Nintendo ads out of it. Like it's, uh, um, even though it's not official, it's 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 from that period. It's of that time, and it just looks so cool with all the other stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure exactly the the specific pieces he's talking about when he talks about store brochures, but I think all that stuff is so interesting. Yeah, every once in a while, somebody will, like scan and post like an old like electronics boutique, you know, oh, ad yeah. or, or yeah, something we, like we that. We had uh, when I worked at Babbage's, we had an electronics boutique upstairs, and we had a fun and across the street. Eventually, oh. they all became the same company, so we right. all you know. Even when they all had different names, they were all the same company. But uh, and now it's down to just one, you know, the one store in the whole area. Because I guess the they did the Reaganomics on it. And they figured that it's, you know, it's not helping anybody by having three stores so close. So now it's just the one. But, uh, oh, man, like it used to be so, like, spread out. And, uh, like, the, the EB, the Babbage's and the Funko all had like vastly different customer bases. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's weird because they all kind of carry the same stuff, but the Funko land across the street did boatloads of trade-ins because Funko was known as the place you go to trade stuff in. And and to this day you call up GameStop and what do they say when they answer the phone? I don't know. I don't call GameStop. I had to call GameStop recently to like see if they had a thing in stock because Amazon messed up my shipment on something. Yeah, I and, saw I, that. and I needed to get it the first day. So they say they're calling GameStop. You can buy and sell used games. This is Chris speaking. I'm gonna help you. So like, oh, really? To this day, they still have to remind people. Hey, you can trade stuff in here. <laughs> but like Funko, they took boatloads of stuff in. So like. People went to Funko for trade-ins and retro stuff. They went to Electronics Boutique for, like, you know, kind of the console-type uh, video games. And computer software. And computer software. But, they, but like, Babbage's... Oh, if, yeah, Babbage's was one, the computer store. ...was yeah. the computer software store. Yeah. Um. So, like, and then, like, people slowly kind of started, like, you know, merging and going all of them for all this stuff. So, uh, yeah. Oh, that's, man, Funko that's, land. Oh, man, Funko. Wouldn't it be so great just to find... A box of Funko uh, uh, price guides. If I could just take a time machine back to Funko Land, yeah, you know, probably ten, fifteen years ago, that would I, be. I worked at Funko Land, the last fun, like the last Funko Land in Connecticut. I don't know compared to the rest of the company, but it was at least nineteen ninety nine because we had the Dreamcast. 
It might, have, it might have even been 2000 because this woman came in and she wanted to know like what games were good and what she should play. So I had Street Fighter. It was, I don't think it was Alpha. I think it was Street Fighter 3. It was either Double Impact or Third Strike. And she was like, what's good? And I was like, oh, come over here. And I showed her, you know, I was like, oh, look how good this is and the animation, and the art style and everything. And she was looking at it and she was like, that's not 3D. And I was like, no, no, it's like, it's, it's like a, you know, it's like a, it's like a side, you know, it's like a, it's uh, like a baby's toy. It's a fighting game. It's, you know, like side to side. And she's like, no, like I want something 3D. And it was one of my first, like, kind of like one of those moments where you're like, wow, people don't even see things the same way that I do. You know, it's all over. Yeah. That's what you said to yourself. Yeah. I was like, oh no, I have to get a new job now. (laughs) Imagine all the the games on the walls that you just stared at that it would now like basically pay for your child's college fund. Yeah. I mean, like you have like, just like boatloads of rival schools and power stone Two, and just, (laughs) you know, and that's, and that's just the stuff that was there. You know, when I worked there, like, uh, Sometimes I think back to when I was like, you know, like five or six and you go to the store, like, you know, Toys R Us or whatever, and like just rows of sealed Nintendo games. And you just never thought about it back then. Those were the days. And everyone thinks about it now. Like, oh, if I could go back. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally buy soccer. Soccer. And no, Donkey Kong Junior Math or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Clue Clue Land. Yeah. Right on the top of the list. All right. Well, thanks, Real Jeff Funstick. Appreciate that. Yeah, it, was um, fun, it was a fun question. Yeah. Now, the next, I, the whole NARC podcast crew got in and wanted to send us as quite a few questions from these guys. One each from one of them, one from their their show account. That's how many questions they wanted to send us. So wow. if you guys haven't already listened, you should check out the NARC podcast. They kind of do, um, it's more like a nostalgia-driven show. I mean, they, they collect Nintendo games, but they do a lot of nostalgia talk. So it's kind of fun to talk about 80s. Uh, 90s that was my little 80s nostalgia song okay there you go um first off uh chris roberts uh at cwr2 asks oh and this was uh maybe this will get you especially bill when alphabetizing games like Ghost Lion, which is actually the legend of Ghost Lion. Correct. And Zombie Nation, which is actually, by the title screen, Samurai Zombie Nation. (laughs) Do you go with the label or the actual game title? This is such a good question. (laughs) I know, right? Is Um, it Zelda or the legend of Zelda? Is it it L? Here's the thing. It is the legend of Zelda, like 100%. Right. Um. And the reason why I don't have to make that decision is I actually keep my Zelda stuff separate in a oh. Zelda only area. Mm. Um, but yeah, if I did have it with everything else, it would be organized with the other Nintendo published games after the black box games, of course, which are by themselves under L for legend. Now, Ghost Lion um, is one that I own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a complete copy of that. It always makes me think of the collector cast because of the uh, uh, you, <laughs> that of the, fa- of the that face swap that you did on the Ghost Lion art. Um, but yeah, it's that's one that I didn't really, I wasn't really familiar with until I bought it. And once I got it, I was like, wait, this is the legend of Ghost Lion. Uh huh. And I gotta tell you, it's one of those things that just looking at it, I'm like, I'm putting this under Ghost Lion because it says Ghost Lion on it. And the problem is every once in a blue moon when I audit my collection and I'm going alphabetically on the RFGen collection list, 
And it's like, wait, that's not in the thing. So it's it's a good question. My my Legend of Zelda stuff would be under L for the name of the game, but ironically, you know, not ironically, but you know, dissimilarly, uh, Ghost Lion, I would put it under Ghost Lion. Um, I that should be a really good question for Krabby too because he's he's pretty uh, meticulous with the uh, alphabetizing. Yeah, and uh, uh, he'd be here to say Zed instead of Z. That's right for Zombie Nation or Samurai Zombie Nation. Uh, but yeah, I I tend to be a stickler and go with the actual name of the game. But uh, but same thing. Like, what is it? Flying Dragon. Yes. Is Legend of Flying Dragon? I don't remember. They're not Flying Dragon. No, which one am I thinking of? I'm thinking of another one. Hmm. I can't remember which one I'm thinking of. It's, but, I'm uh, probably guessing there's a lot of legends of, but I can't yeah. like. Uh, and like um, nin- Ninja Brothers, right? Like Little Ninja Brothers, a little right before it. Yeah. Right. I guess I guess another question would be would you alphabetize your Super Nintendo games? All the games that have super in the title, which is ninety percent of them. Do you include the S or do you (laughs) just put it in the first letter of the word after that? Like is your Super Metroid an M or S? Uh I gotta be honest, I don't have this hang up. I my games are not thoroughly organized. They're just kind of all together. Mine are so alphabetized it's, it's a good question i mean and, and the thing is i don't think there's like a rule that i follow i think I, it's a case by case for me it really is and sometimes it has more to do with how it looks in the collection i know that sounds funny in for nintendo tapes yeah there you go <laughs> all right ah oh another narc pat narc podcaster here at nes pain and that's N-E-S-P-A-Y-N-E, for like, those that would like to follow him. Like Blood Rain. There you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> or Major. <laughs> major, major, major Pain. Uh, which side... Oh, this one. Man, this one now got me. This one got me. Which side do you put your NES games into the black sleeves? Great. <laughs> Great question. He says, I always put the higher part on the grip. Uh, yes. I, so, I, I am you the expose the artwork. Yes. Okay. I cover the artwork. And leave the... And leave the grip. Exposed. Yes. I don't do it that way. The only game I do it that way with is Zelda so that you can see the cart through the box. <laughs> <laughs> but see that's why i do it because that's the way they came right are they i haven't opened a sealed game in a long time <laughs> i'm pretty sure that the the long end covered the art mm-hmm. and the open part was because there was the grip yeah but is that really why you do it yes well that i want to cover the art I yeah want to i don't be think, protected the thing is i think if they came the other way you would still do it the way you're doing it because you want to cover the art. I, I might. But I, I like to think that I'm like, this is original, right? This That's, is the way you the, do it. And the thing is, I like I just I do it the way that looks right to me because when I open up a game and it's the other way and I take it out, I'm like, oh, this doesn't look right. And then I flip it over and then I put it back in. Really? Yeah. Huh. So even in your boxes, yes. even though you know like you have to flip that one gold Zelda around to make it work right, you're like, the rest of them screw it. Yes. All the rest, of, all the rest of them, the grip is is on the high side. Wow, that's uh... and here's yeah. I'm gonna take that one step further. Oh, Major okay. Benson Winifred Payne. 
<laughs> and that's sad that you remember. Oh man, I saw that movie in the theater like at God. least three times. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was high da- school. Like, what Damon did you do Wayans, when you were in high thank school? You, right? It was one of the it was one of the only really great Damon Wayans movies. Um, I'm not a blank man fan. So anyway, it, now I know you don't primarily collect complete and box Nintendo games, but you have some. I have some. Do you put the manual in the sleeve or behind it in the box? I put it behind it. I put it behind it in the box too. Why would you put it in the sleeve? I'm just saying every like almost. Do some people every, do that? Oh yeah, almost every time that I find like you know complete games, whether it's you know Craigslist ah. or get them in the mail or something like that. There's almost always at least half of them have the manual like stuck in the sleeve. Well, they didn't come that way. They did not come that way. Yeah, because you had like the little plastic baggie over the right. game. Every, everything was kind of like separate, and like a lot <laughs> of the games when they were first uh, new, like they kind of like kind of like were fat. They like bubbled out a little bit because so much extra paper was in there. Yeah, and you had like the little yeah they like the little inserts and everything that, mm-hmm. that went in there. Um, Some man. people get really crazy about the complete. They're like, oh, like actually, like fully oh, yeah. complete. They'll buy, yeah, like the, uh, the, the card that you'd have to mail off for your warranty and everything. Yep. I get it. Ah, man, that's a good question. That's yeah. a good question. That's, ah, that's, okay. That's probably a – and then I, I, I hate to keep taping, taking it a step further. Super Nintendo games, you know how some games came with that little uh, slot cover? I buy extra ones. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I buy extra ones. Now, are there I pi- want the cover! Right, because you want it on every game. Yeah. I want little covers on every game. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Do you keep the plastic baggie that the... Like, if, if a game shows up to your house and the game and you open up a Super Nintendo box game and the game is in the little baggie... Of course. Do you keep the baggie of or course. do you throw the baggie out? You keep the baggie. Do you try to find extra baggies no, for other I don't. I don't have the box sickness. <laughs> But if it came in it, I'm going to keep it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way you got to keep it. You don't screw it up. You don't throw stuff out. That's just a big no-no. <laughs> I was a kid. I did that. I've I've grown up. I've learned. Don't throw stuff out. These are fun questions. That's a good question. Good question. You can tell these guys are Nintendo collectors. Yeah, definitely. This is like, uh, would you rather? <laughs> yeah, it's painful. Uh, all right. Uh, the third co-host of the NARC podcast uh, uh, at mailbag. That's at underscore mail. M A I L. I will say not oh, not mail. Oh, I thought mailbag. Underscore bag. So mailbag. What are you thankful? This is like the, that's a good Thanksgiving question. Too bad it's mm-hmm. Christmas. But anyway, uh, what are you thankful to have in your collection? He has any items that aren't rare or popular, and he and he th- has to throw in because he has to. Silent service is not acceptable. Mm. Mm. So he's a fan. I am. Listen <laughs> to the show. He knows who we are. That's right. <laughs> he knows the bread and butter. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to ignore the uh, disclaimer or whatever you call that, and I'm going to say silent service. No. Um, Let me just throw this out there real quick, mm-hmm. Bill. Our sponsor, Off the Charts Video Games, mm-hmm. silent service, like $1.99, man. I'm you can just you. buy as many silent service carts as your heart desires. But you can't buy as many as your heart desires because they probably don't have thousands of them. <laughs> they don't have enough to build my silent service throne. <laughs> no. It's like the Game of Thrones throne made of silent service carts. That would be um, awesome. Uh, the the stuff that I'm really thankful to have, honestly, and I'm sorry to get like all mushy. No, um, no. 
whenever someone sends me something, whether it was planned or whether it was a surprise, um, I'm lucky enough that I have a lot of good buddies in the, you know, mostly in RF gen, but throughout a handful of different sites that, uh, will just send random things because they're good dudes. And we traded a lot before and, um, something I'll do. And a lot of times these guys are just nice dudes. So they'll do like a handwritten letter or they'll type something up or they'll draw you a little picture <laughs> or just like throw a little note in like, right. Yeah. I keep, I keep all of these things and I throw them in a box and you know, uh, I got a, a an amazing package uh, a couple of days ago from Zagnorch and I yes. haven't posted it yet I, because same here because I'm going through it and I'm, I, I would like to give it the credit that it deserves in the post that I'm writing for it. But it's one of those things that like, it's so cool and it's so funny, but like at the same time, it's kind of touching, you know, that like there's someone, you know, 3000 miles away who like, you know, put effort into, you know, doing something nice for just another, you know, collector buddy, you know, it's just, again, sorry to get all mushy and everything, but it's just so cool that there's that many like cool dudes out there. So Every time someone like, you know, throws a little note in like a box or like something they send to me, I hang on to it and I have them in a box and, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Like I read them once in a while or like I'll come across one, like, you know, on my desk or something. And, uh, I don't know if I want to do a collage. I don't know if I want to do, you know, I don't know what I want to do with them, but I like that I have those things. Yeah. I, I do the same thing. I've got, a, I've got a little drawer where I've stuck, <laughs> I've stuck all these little notes and things that come in. So those are fun. Oh yeah. They're so, they're so great. Um, for me, I guess I would say, um, I still have like my, as a kid, Nintendo games. I mean, that's probably yeah. the biggest thing to me. Like, you know, like my kid copy of Super Mario and Mega Man 2 and Castlevania and all and Rob, you know, yeah, we we talked about it before. Is that those are? I mean, everyone who got rid of those things and who's in you know into the hobby now, like everyone regrets that stuff, and yeah. everyone wishes they had those things. So that's such a cool thing to have, or any of those things. Yeah, I was glad I was a pack rat and didn't give everything to my brothers and mm. sisters. Um, so it was good. Okay, one last question. Uh, this one comes straight from the Narc Podcast uh, Twitter account. So at Narc Podcast. What games do you like to play to make you feel better on a crappy day? Mega Man 2 or Contra for me all day. Thoughts? Oh, that was his answer? Yes. I thought you were answering. I was not answering. Um, see, for me, if I'm, ha- if, yeah, if I'm having a crappy day, mm-hmm. I usually don't play video games. Really? Yeah. Like, if I'm not feel like, if I get home... And I'm not really feel like, you know, I'm just, you know, like, uh, you know, boss yelled at me or uh, there's a lot of work to do or it's, it's a stress, stressful time, whatever. I will almost never play a video game. Huh. And it's not on purpose. You know, it's, it's just like if I'm not like it, it's it's weird. Like it, it's it's I don't use it to put me in a good mood. I'd like to be happy while I'm playing. So like, I guess I don't want to, I don't know if I just don't want to associate like, you know, feeling bad with playing games or like, you know, like almost like a, like a depression uh, type thing. But uh, yeah, if I'm not feeling good, I normally won't fire anything up. Huh? That's interesting. And it's, it's, you know, just, uh, it's never, it's, I never really realized it was a conscious decision until recently. But like, if I, like, if I get up in the morning and I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling great. Uh, I was getting like, you know, have some coffee, have a little bit of breakfast. 
let me go downstairs. I'm gonna play Far Cry for a little while, you know? And like mm-hmm. I feel I feel good. But like let's say if it's like, you know, it's it's late at night and I gotta work in the morning and you know, I'm really not looking forward because we got like a project going on, I'm not really doing like and I have like an hour, hour and a half that I could play a game. I don't really feel very good, so I don't I don't wanna play anything. I don't feel very good right now. Interesting. Yeah, it's I never really realized it until recently, but uh I kind of have to be <laughs> already feeling You just got to be prepped and primed and ready to yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to because like I guess one of the things that I hate more than anything, I hate playing a game and I've been playing for let's say you're playing a game, you're playing for like an hour and a half and you're sitting there and you realize I'm not having any fun. Yeah. I hate that feeling and that's that might have something to do with it because like and I kind of got uh, like for a long time when I was just playing achievements to get achievements. Ooh. And then after a little bit, I was like, I'm not having any fun. I'm not doing this anymore. I can understand why that wouldn't be any fun, Bill. Yeah. I was like, why am I playing this game? This game is really good. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, it's typically, um, <clears throat> I mean, like the old standbys, usually Castlevania. Um, so, so you come home, it's a crappy weather. Everybody's sick in the house. You're down, you're down in the dumps, and you open up the game closet. What game is like, okay, you and me, buddy, we're going to feel better? Um, yeah, traditionally, it's just been Castlevania on the NES. You know, just it's right always on top, sitting mm-hmm. there. I just I grab it, throw it. Uh, I can usually, you know, get all the way to the Grim Reaper without any issues at all. And then if I beat oh, him uh, for shot, then I go to, through to Dracula and, and whatnot. I wish but, I was good at that game. Yeah, and if you, uh, if you, if I get, if I die there, I just turn it off. I'm like, okay, it's good. That's what I needed. Right. Mm. And then um, here the, more lately after I picked it up, I have the Japanese version of uh, Castlevania three is usually the go-to. Mm. If I just want to just throw something in and just play for a little bit, just go. Now, and I, you know, I don't care how far I get, turn it off. Now, but Fine. he didn't. Now, but he didn't say, "What if you're just gonna, you know, like play something for a little bit?" Specifically, you're having a really bad day. Yeah. So if you're yeah. having a, so what if you're having a really good day? Will you not go for Castlevania? Is Castlevania just your really bad day? Uh, I don't know if I would say just bad day, but um, you know, I think it's kind of like you know, like what you said. If if I'm in a a good kind of game, I'll probably play like whatever I'm playing at the time, right? Sure. Like, oh, I'm like now I'm playing through Far Cry Four, so. Yeah, I'll sit down. Oh, let's play some Far Cry. See, it's, it's an interesting question because I wonder if he has a game that he plays when he's feeling down in the dumps that cheers him up. Well, I mean, he says, you know, Mega Man 2 or Contra, so. Yeah, and the, and the thing is, at any point, because I have a Play Choice 10. Yeah. And Contra and Punch-Out get more playtime on that than anything else. Maybe Dr. Mario and Balloon Fight. You know, a little mm. bit here and there. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I turn that machine on and I can choose between those 10 games, it's almost always Contra or Punch-Out. I can see that. And, you know, you just fire Contra up and just, like, that's one of those things that, like, and, you know, not, like, specifically from Down to the Dumps or whatever, but, like, if I'm just going to turn on something and play for a minute. Oh, and you're just, okay, yeah, here we go. And then, like. You you know you get to the first base and you uh-huh. sh- shoot your way through everything and then it's snow field and everything's great and your wife's like we have to go and you're like no kill the aliens <laughs> I'm a probotector and then like but yeah that's that's uh oh like uh 
I don't know if it's uh, if I'm getting hung up on this, you know, like cheer you up uh, type game, but Contra is one for me, especially with the play choice, because like my Nintendo's not always hooked up, and I don't have a Retron on my high def TV yet. Ah, uh-huh. um, but Christmas is coming. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but yeah, like having the play choice, which is like just a permanent Nintendo that you can just switch on uh-huh. at a minute's notice. I turn it on, I play Contra and Punch Out. Those are my like escapes from uh, whatever's going on. Yeah, see, I get that same sort of feeling where, you know, like the first bit of Castlevania, if you push start, it's like, and it's like, and you're like, yes, all right, let's do it. Yeah, it's just like, man, yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, I don't play the game a lot, mainly because I'm not good at it, but it is the Nintendo game soundtrack that I listen to the most. Oh, that's great stuff. Because I'll be because there's that what's that the app the NES music app on yep. the uh, iPhone. Yep. And I will just be in the car and I'll be driving, so I have to tell my wife, hey, like you know, put the soundtrack on, and she knows what songs I like. Um, you know, what my favorite song is I don't know the name of the level. Uh huh. But uh, and you don't have to leave this in the show because it sounds weird. But it's like that song. Oh, it's the best song. Oh my god, that song is fantastic. Yeah, that's and the thing is, the song changes thirty-eight times. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what that. That might be my favorite Nintendo like song of all time. Yeah, I know the. The tune, obviously, but and there I'm is trying a to think of what level of that good is. Good music on the Nintendo, that might be my top. Uh huh. That is. Dang, I can even see the level. I'm playing <laughs> through it in my head, like I'm trying to put it in the right order. Mm-hmm. Man, that's terrible. But yes, I know exactly. I, I oh, man, so I want to get on my phone and look at that. But uh, <laughs> well, the thing is, the fo- the phone's no good because it just tells you, oh, track one, track two. I know, I know. <clears throat> but I can think because it's the one where you're going across the bridge. Uh, yes. Because there's the birds on top of the uh-huh. of the thing, because you have to jump up and whip the yep. bird, and then the skeleton jumps over the thing. Mm-hmm. And if you then you've got like the little two headed thing. Isn't it the one with the mummies as the end boss? Yes, that's yeah. it. Yes. The stage with the mummies. Yep. That's it. They get across the bridge. Yeah. Yep. Man, great stuff. Uh, now I'm thinking of all of like, even like the deaths, like. Yeah, see? That's why that game cheers me up. That cheers me up every time because I just play it. I'm like, this, this, the same thing with like the Japanese version of like Castlevania 3 because you should get that for your phone and listen to it because it, they, it, like the soundtrack is so rich with that mm. extra sound chip in there mm-hmm. and like all the music is just fantastic so usually i'll play that game and i'm really just playing it for the music mm. uh, i enjoy the game but it's just man it's awesome the more like the more i think about nintendo music the more i realize how, how like how big an impact that has on oh, not just your yeah. enjoyment of the game but just your enjoyment of the system oh yeah it's huge uh and that's why i think um at least in my mind the NES is so much better than the Master System because Master oh, yeah. System sound sucked. And Master System, there's some fun games on it. Oh um, yeah, we got one. You know, later on, like I think I told the story before, where 
Um, we, uh, like I had like a, a neighbor who had like this, this uh, girl, like in high school, um, uh, who I was friends with and she had a master system. I would go over there and play out. Oh, she had, you know, a whole bunch of different games and like all the, the ghostbusters game and the great, great baseball was good. And the thing is like, it, it looked pr- pr- kind of similar to, you know, the Nintendo, but the sound was nowhere close. Yeah. Yeah. Just this. Yeah. It was kind of cruddy. Nintendo did it right. They did it yeah. right. And uh, then it's, it's, it's weird. Cause the, uh, they, they, kind of did a little bit of a flip-flop on the 16-bit era in my personal opinion and it's i think it is based on opinion because like it's just a different you know kind of type of sound Mm. the the genesis sound to me is so like twangy and has that like you know like real like sharp like pingy high range yeah and and everything in the nintendo kind of feels like you're listening to it like through a piece of foam yeah, that, and I mean, the sound chips, uh, like on the Super Nintendo, it's just basically like some kind of fancy Casio keyboard, just all this really horn sounds, mm. and there are a few games that have, I think, some really good soundtracks mm-hmm. that doesn't take advantage of all the samples as much mm. that was built in, but yeah, I mean, Genesis, is, you didn't have, uh, yeah, had this really, and on some games, some just fantastic sound they pumped out of mm. that, that chip. Uh, man, yeah, like the Streets of Rage 2, man, the soundtrack is fantastic. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, all right, well, that's the end of the question. So, thanks everybody very well, much that's for the, the end questions. Of the show. <laughs> yeah, it feels like, man, it's a long time. Doing questions for an hour here, Jeez. I know. Ah, uh, man, before we get to the last, uh, to the main topic, though, I do want to give a couple thanks. We got a couple donations. Wow, in. what are those? I know, people give us money for doing that's this. So cool, you guys. I didn't have no, I had no idea you appreciated this. Yeah, so I want to first off uh, thank these two individuals that donated uh, to the show. So first one, uh, first donor was Michael Wimpy, who I believe is Wimster. Yeah, thank you very much for the donation. And also um, Mr. Wonderful, who is uh, Corey Palmer, also donated to the show. So thank you very much, Mr. Wonderful. We appreciate that. I hope it's not really the same Mr. Wonderful that's on uh, Shark Tank. I don't, I don't think, think it is. I don't think so. Is it Mr. Wonderful W-U-N? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. That's, it what, is. that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, but um, between our our donors, or is that the right word? How would I donors? say that? Don- donor. Ah, that's it. Donors. Thank you. Patrons, maybe. Mm. Between them and our sponsor, uh, I would like to say, you know, as of the end of this year, we have uh, met our funding to pay the bill for the hosting the show for the year. So thank you very much. This is the first time the show has paid for itself ever. (laughs) And it's, it's uh, kind of a weird feeling. Like coming up to the year. Cause like, you're always kind of looking at your PayPal account. Like, like, what can I, Uh. I kind of need to fund a zombie nation over here. (laughs) What can I, uh, what could I put to hosting the show? So that's, that's definitely very cool. I mean, the, uh, 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 and, and not just cause they're a sponsor, but off the charts is actually a pretty cool site. They're really very good. We were actually um, talking about it on the, uh, on like a, like a private chat, uh, not too long ago, like a, a whole bunch of the guys from the site uh, that are in this chat were, uh, like kind of like, you know, shopping on, on, uh, uh, OTC and like, Hey, if you guys, the prices are actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. Uh, yeah, Krabby bought like a lot. 
Yes. Bought, like a big lot from them. Yeah, but so. when does Krabby not buy a lot of stuff when That's he's shopping? True. Well, he does, own, he does own a store, so that he helps. He does, but like, he doesn't buy just several arcade machines. He buys like 40 at a clip. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I don't know how he does it, but he definitely yeah. does it. Someone's like, I got three arcade machines. He's like, I don't deal in small potatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um, just to mention again, you know, because Mr. Wonderful actually PM'd me and said, Hey, can I donate to the show? How do I do that? So I guess we're not very diligent about telling people that. So, um, if you want to donate to the show, um, obviously we're going to keep doing it for free because yeah, we, we like doing it. No, but, don't um, tell them that. Oh, sorry. Got to pay. If we sorry. don't get like, <laughs> well, it's funny because tonight I was doing something just online and I use Wikipedia like I do like every single time I'm on the internet. Uh-huh. And Wiki's like, oh, it's our donation drive. If everyone just gave $3 right now, our donation drive would be done, uh, like, you know, for the year, like within like a half him, hour. Did you give them $3? I gave him 10 Hey, there you go. Yeah, I mean, Wiki, I mean, it's it's ten bucks. I mean, You're like, like, please like, don't bug me again. Wikipedia. Man, I use I use Wikipedia literally. I use I used to ignore every you know time someone would ask me for donation, but like I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I re- I use Wikipedia all the time, like for work, for you know, just like you know, recreationally looking stuff up. So, um, I don't give them a regular gift, but whenever they ask me for money, I give them ten bucks. There you go. Well, um. And, uh, so uh, I'm, that, that's what I'm going to extend that same philosophy to the collector cast donation. If everyone listening to the show who's a regular listener just donates three dollars, oh holy crap, we'd have yeah, we could buy a we could spider the- microphone mount for me so that you wouldn't hear any of the movement when my microphone <laughs> moves. And that doesn't do- sound good at all, Bill. No, and Duke wouldn't have to try to edit that stuff yeah, out Yeah, now the show. You're, you've made my life difficult. Uh, no, if everybody just gave $3, quite honestly, Bill, you and I could fly to a show. <laughs> we could fly to a, a, a game show and do a live event. We should do that. Uh, so, But anyway, no, seriously. If you do want to donate, just go to collectorcast.com. There is a PayPal donate button that's right there. I mean, anything is we great. Should, we should make the icon bigger on that donate oh, icon. Oh, I can't, I can't do that. But, um, oh, it's 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 a programmatic thing. I don't know. It's just there. But if everyone, I will if say everyone, that if everyone gave three dollars, we could make that icon bigger. <laughs> I, yeah, I could probably do that. Uh, but uh, you know, if you can't, no, I it's the holidays. I completely understand how that goes. But you know, but you in the can. future, if you think about us, uh, we would appreciate it. I'll just yeah. say that. So I think you, I think you can afford it. <laughs> to all um, of our past owners. Thank you, thank you sincerely from the bottom of my yeah. heart. Thanks really, for doing it. Thanks for doing it right. Thanks yeah. for doing the right thing. It really does. I mean, I don't. I I'm being really honest. When it, it does mean a lot to me that our listeners like the show enough to really just uh, to fund it for a year. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank That's you awesome. very much. Hey everybody, it's Duke here to tell you again about our sponsor, Off the Charts Video Games. Be sure to listen all the way through the spot because there's a special offer at the end for CollectorCast listeners. We all know that shopping online for video games can be a hassle. If you shop on eBay, you have to pay shipping to each individual seller. On Amazon, you never see what you're really going to get. And as for the leading online classic game retailers, well, we all know that their prices aren't the best. 
After years of collecting, trading, and selling on multiple marketplaces, the guys at Off the Charts Video Games have built a site with the needs of collectors in mind. OTCVideoGames.com gives the experience of a brick-and-mortar store while you relax at home. With pictures and individual descriptions for every item, you will know exactly what you're going to get. Every game is tested in-house on their multi-system testing station, so your order will come back with their quality guarantee and great customer service. Off the Charts now sells separate boxes and manuals, so you can buy complete and box games all at once, or complete your loose games. Browse their games, boxes, and manuals separately, or all together. Boxes and manuals are posted now for Nintendo 64, and are coming soon for other systems. Everyone knows the most annoying part of buying online is shipping. Well, at Off the Charts, orders over $50 get free shipping in the U.S. Not only that, but they always ship orders out the next business day, Monday through Friday, and every order gets tracking. Choose your favorite provider, whether it's UPS, FedEx, or the U.S. Postal Service. Check them out for yourself at www.otcvideogames.com or see their inventory updates and meet their staff on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube with the handle OTC Video Games. Again, that's www.otcvideogames.com and OTC Video Games on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. As a limited time special offer for CollectorCast listeners, Enter coupon code COLLECTORCAST at checkout to receive a 5% discount on your order. Again, that's coupon code COLLECTORCAST. All together, one word, no spaces. Alright, so in this episode, uh, I think everybody knows um, that it's time for the holidays. And whether you celebrate Christmas, Festivus, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or nothing, uh, I would imagine probably at some point in time, you at least have some memories of holidays and getting presents as a kid, right? Probably, if you're in America. I'm, yeah, and if you're not in America and you're listening to us, if you're those few listeners that we do have across the seas i hope you celebrate something somebody yeah, gives I'm, you a present I'm, I'm very like and it's probably the ignorant american portion of me but like whenever i talk to someone from you know another country or you know whether it's europe or australia or another continent i should say i'm always very curious about you know how they spend their holidays and you know if it's as big if certain things are as big as deals it is here so i'd be curious to hear some uh some stories from uh, across the uh, ocean if we get any yeah absolutely uh so you know this isn't going to be anything that's too formal but you know this this episode is going to be coming out right around uh christmas time and uh <clears throat> so no matter what holiday that you that you um celebrate we just kind of want to talk about some christmas memories you know and uh we'll share some personal ones you know about times we had as a kid and of course we'll kind of tie this to gaming but um mm-hmm. I guess I want to. I will start off um, uh, on a personal note. I don't want to get you know too deep into it, but my uh, my my grandfather just recently passed, and um, I, that just made me think a little bit about Christmas over. You know, when we go to my grandparents' house, um, so you know we would go over there, and of course, my cousins and everybody, we would be in there like crazy. And you know, at my house, growing up when I was a kid, uh, I had Atari, and it was you know we'd play Atari and. Uh, yeah, it was, we didn't have a ton of Atari games 
<clears throat> my aunt had more, so we would like switch with my other cousins. But anyway, my grandparents' house, they had Intellivision, which was like the future, if you can imagine. <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, and they would play some of the, I mean, like my grandpa would play, they were like blackjack and bowling and, and some of that. <laughs> so it was anything, you know, that I played too awfully much, but he had some other games that I would play too. So I remember I would go over there as a kid and uh, my cousins and I would play, and that's where I first got hooked on um, on Frogbog, which I, I've talked a lot about. I think Frogbog as a kid, but um, uh, we play that. We would play um, Snafu on the Intellivision. We would play, um, gosh, like the uh, the Tron games, like the Deadly Discs, where you would fight each other uh, or fight the computer, I guess, with uh, with those things. And we would just go over there, and it was just always so interesting to me to go over there and play because, you know, I didn't know I didn't know anybody else that even had an Intellivision, and he he would buy games, you know, for us the kids to play, and we would go and sit in there for hours, you know, after we'd opened all the presents and everything, and you know everything had quieted down after you eat, and you know a lot of the adults are off, you know, they're playing cards or or whatever. We would go in the we'd go back to the to the bedroom, we would. You know, sit back. We'd get a little cruddy, tiny color TV, turn it on, uh, and we would sit and uh, and we would play on television. So, um, at least in terms of gaming, that was a, always had a lot of fun. Uh, my grand, my grandpa and, and my grandmother were very good about that. They weren't kind of they didn't poo-poo that stuff. They was you know have fun, <laughs> enjoy it, and didn't mind uh, spoiling us a little bit with it. So it was kind of fun. Nice. So that was uh, that was just something I wanted to put out there to start. I'm sure I'll have some that'll be a little bit more in depth than that, but um, that just kind of came up uh, here very extremely recently. So mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of a nice way to say thanks to my to my grandfather. Very cool. So Bill, Christmas memories. Oh man, there's so many. Um, <laughs> I can probably guess a few that I'm going to hear about. <clears throat> there's there's so many. There's 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 three that I kind of have uh, when we started talking about doing this as a topic. So I'll try to keep it uh, um, <clears throat> kind of you know confined to just like these these ones that I've you know kind of have in my head. But, yeah, let's uh, let's do it. Uh, growing up, uh, uh, I had a ton of cousins. My uh, dad is one of like seven. Um, my mom is one of seven, and like you know all of like all of their brothers and sisters have lots of kids and then all their kids have lots of kids. Well, that's so, like, a, you've got a big family. Oh yeah. We have a huge family. Catholic. And, Catholic? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there we uh, go. I- Irish, uh, uh, Catholic, uh, family says all, says all you need to say. Yeah. And after, so we have, I have one kid right now. My, my son's uh, about eight, eight months old. And, um, uh, I was, I just, uh, we recently had a passing as well. My dad's, uh, brother passed. Um, oh, I'm sorry to and hear that. yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, he's had a rough last couple of years and, uh, it was, you know, we were kind of expected it, but you know, it's still, it's still rough. So at the, at the wake, uh, just a few weeks ago, um, you know, we're there with the baby and everything. And, uh, it's weird because Irish, especially, you know, like Irish Catholic uh, family, I guess, uh, we, like we find joy in everything. So like it's, it's a wake. But everyone's laughing, everyone's joking. Like it's almost like weird for people who aren't kind of used to the way that you know we do things. But everybody's just you know joking and hanging around. We're just you know celebrating. But uh, um, I so we were there. Uh, I was I, you know I made a, a I was talking about like oh yeah my son and you know we're it's you know we we'd like to have more kids and 
I think we were talking about like he, cause he's so great. He sleeps well. He's always happy. He never cries. Like he's you know, always great. And I told someone there, like everyone we've talked to so far, um, said like, yeah, like I had one kid like that. And the next one was a beast, like a monster. <laughs> so, uh, and I said, I, I talked to one person who was like, who, who was like, yeah, that's, we thought that was going to happen. So we decided we were going to stop at one kid. Oh, and, uh, and one of my, uh, my godmother's uh, husband said to me, but yeah, but you can't stop having kids. You're Irish. <laughs> and you're Catholic. No, yeah, right? nobody, nobody stops at one. <laughs> now, I'm curious. It, was your wife Catholic? Uh, yes. Oh, you're done then. Yeah, over. It's, it's uh, uh, seven or eight. There you go. Yeah, it's got to be like minimum. Got to break a record here. <laughs> right. But anyway, so so back to, back to the gaming games. Um, so uh, growing up, uh, the, the start of all that, growing up, a lot of cousins. Um, big, big, big Christmas parties with, you know, like 50, a hundred people like wow. you know, j- jammed into like a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a raised ranch uh, yeah. type house. Cause, oh, that's every- oh, Cause that's what everyone lived in in the eighties. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, we would go to my cousin, uh, I guess, you know, my aunt Pat and uncle Tim's house and their cousins, uh, uh, and their kids, um, John, Catherine and Anne-Marie and, uh, uh, John had a Nintendo. <laughs> oh. And uh every, I remember the first time we went over there and I was really young. I was probably like, you know, like this is like 80, you know, 384, so I was like, you know, 3 4 years old, like just like learning what people were doing in life and mm. you know, when I would go places. So like I remember going downstairs and this people were crowded around that like you know like the 25 27 inch like wooden console tv mm-hmm. and there was I, I felt like there was like 40 people in the room and the lights were out and everyone's in there and there's only two controllers right because like and they were playing the nintendo they were playing baseball oh and if you ever played baseball it's you know the pitch goes you know thrown in and if it's a hit if it's hitting to play it's one screen where you can see everything yep. like going. It's, you know, with every, all the players like. <laughs> so, but I remember like it was, you know, it, they weren't playing the computer. It was like two guys playing each other and the pitch would go in. And I, and like, I remember every, the silence before every pitch, like everyone <laughs> in the room. And then it was either a strike where it was like, Oh, right. Or, you know, ball or got, got one. And I, but I just remember the anticipation after every pitch and I was like, what is this phenomenon that is happening? And, uh, so ba- I have a distinct memory of baseball. And then that same, like, you know, then we go upstairs, we all have dinner or, you know, dessert and all that crap. We come back downstairs and there's a different game on. And this isn't like anything I've ever seen before. Cause a lot of games I've seen before. It's like, you know, Mario where you just walk from one side to the other, this game, there's walking left and there was walking right. And there was going up, Uh-oh. and and there was going down, and there was you no know, different different weapons uh, happening, and there was different environments, and there was different areas, and I was mesmerized by this game. Uh, this game was Metroid. Oh, and I remember just I was too nervous to play. My cousin was, "Oh, do you want to play it?" And I was, like, "No, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it." And I would just watch, and uh, I remember on the drive home. I said to my mom, I want a Nintendo. <laughs> and she was like, well, 
well at first because at first i was down there i was like what is it what do you play what is this you're like right. oh this is Nin- this is nintendo so what is that well it's this you're like you put the game in and you put put power and then it comes up right there so i was like oh i thought nintendo was the television oh because i didn't know television was just a thing i, I thought that was the hey, nintendo yeah three or four so, yeah it's like i was like i want a nintendo and my mom's like oh like we'll see so flash forward to and this because the christmas party was like a few weeks before christmas so then it's actually christmas and it's we're you know it's christmas morning you know we open all our presents and one of the last things we open is the nintendo entertainment system oh man and it was addressed to, or sorry, it was a, 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 you know, what do you call it? Um, I guess addressed or whatever yeah, called. Yeah, a little tag, right? Yeah. Right. It was tagged because it was me, my brother, and my sisters, all three of us. So we all opened at the same time, and you see that oh, everyone remembers that like black space, starry, with the starry, background. Uh-huh. starry background. It was the, uh, uh, the deluxe set. Oh yeah. And uh, so we open it up and everyone nintendo uh, right <laughs> like you know like a billion people have, have all have the same story but like when everyone thinks about their story it's still like the coolest thing so so and and the first thing i say is it's going in my room <laughs> <laughs> and and my mom was like no it has to go where the tv is and i said no there's one in the box <laughs> and she said no it's just it's just the box that you put the game into. You you hook it up to the TV. I was like, oh. And I was a little let down yeah. that oh. I had to go downstairs on the television and that I couldn't just put this whole apparatus in my bedroom. But uh, uh, that and it was the um, oh, and you know what it was? And I remember that too, like because it was the deluxe set, right? So yeah. it had um, you know the Rob and everything. But there was a. Uh, I wanted Duck Hunt. I really wanted Duck Hunt. Okay. So like I we opened it up and I didn't see that Duck Hunt was in there and I and like I was like I want Duck Hunt and I was like, oh no 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 it's it's in there look look she had to show me the picture of, of <laughs> Duck Hunt being in the box but uh, so I mean that that's just the first so it was kind of like the my introduction to what people were doing and the thing is. You know when you're young and everyone who's older than you, you feel like they're super older than you? Oh, yeah. So when I was like three or four years old, my cousins who were probably like, you know, 12 and 15 at the time, they seemed like full-on grown-ups. Oh, yeah. You know? So like seeing like all these cool older people do it, I, I definitely wanted to be a part of it. So as one of my earliest memories of Nintendo is just the crowd of people like playing baseball you know at a a christmas or thanksgiving party in my cousin's basement it was so cool that's awesome um i'll go back and i'll talk i i think probably about my first gaming memory because um i really don't know how the atari ever got to our house um yeah we never had one uh i I'm assuming I, you know i must have got it for christmas or something but i had to have been pretty young Uh, i don't remember I just remember playing um, Atari, and I mean that probably was, <clears throat> I want to say, eighty-one uh, somewhere around there. I mean, I remember playing Atari, uh, mm-hmm. but 
I it, we must have got it before I, I had any recollection of anything like that. But my first memory, like of a Christmas where I actually got something gaming related, was um, I I got my first home computer. Uh, I <clears throat> I don't know the exact year, and excuse me for clearing my throat. Just you know, like I said, we're getting over this stuff. Mm. But I'm going to guess it probably had to have been like around 1983 or so, um, and I had been asking for a computer for quite some time. Um, I was, uh, and so in '83 I was, you know, uh, nine, and uh, I, you know, I'd been seeing this stuff in school a little bit, and and was really, it's still pretty early as far as computers go, and my parents really wanted me to get one just so I would kind of, you know, that was the thing back then was get your kid a computer. He'll learn everything and yep. he'll be brilliant <laughs> and he'll make tons of money someday. Uh, so they did. They, uh, but we didn't, we didn't have a lot of money when I was a kid and computers were pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. So they got me the TI-99 4A, Texas Instruments computer. Uh, and the reason they could get that one for me, quite honestly, because um, it was discontinued. So uh, that was they were kind of fire sailing them off because the Commodore sixty four had kind of you know that or the Vic twenty and then like you know, the Commodore sixty four kind of caught fire and uh, so Texas Instruments was you know it was done mm-hmm. but that allowed them to get the computer and uh, you know uh, a bunch of games uh, for it pretty cheap. And I was really like, you, you know, I've still got – it's a crazy thing is I've still got the box. I've still got the computer. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it was such – like 83, uh, it still has like the big bo- – like the box, but not like the Atari box, which was kind of like, I don't know, like deck of cards or something size, right? You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. Like the little switch box that goes to the right. TV? Mm-hmm. This thing has like a brick that goes to the <laughs> TV. It's like this huge box that goes like probably the size of my hand. Uh, that goes to the TV, and it only has like those two little twin connectors on the end for like the antenna things. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like all the TVs, they had just they didn't have, like cable. They didn't have, like cable. The, the, the two little screw, like the little U yeah. things that you would screw on. Yeah. Yeah, like they had all these like little these little VHS terminal things you would have to antenna. Um. So yeah, I you know I had to hook this whole thing up, and uh, <clears throat> my grandparents. Because these old computers didn't have monitors or anything. You just hooked them up to a TV. So that same year, my grandparents had uh, got me a black and white TV, like this tiny little RCA black and white TV. And so I would have something in my room that I could uh, hook this up to it and use it. And it was a color computer, but, you know, of course, just had a black and white TV. Um, and so a lot of the games would take advantage of color, but I could never tell what was going on. <laughs> but... Um, you know, they got me the computer and they got me these games. And the games I remember um, as a kid, they got me, you know, most of them were like educational stuff. So there was like, you know, subtraction and, and addition and those sort of things, which even at the time, I was like nine, you know what I mean? Or yeah. eight. Uh, it was like, well, I, I don't need to learn, you know, subtraction. I, I got it. But I would still play it anyway, just because it was a game. And, uh, <laughs> And it was like the most pathetic game ever. It was like, okay, here's subtraction, and you would answer the question, you know, type in whatever the answer was, and it would make like this really crappy animation of like, oh, here's a flower or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, but there were some other games that I had with it as well. There's this one game called Parsec 
that I had with it, and it was like a space fighter. And I didn't ever didn't have a joystick or anything. So I was like, probably like you, right? You play probably tons of PC games with your fingers on a mm-hmm. keyboard. Yep. That was the only time I ever did that, and I sucked at it. Uh, but uh, I would play this like this space fighter game called Parsec, which was pretty cool. I mean, for the kind of like level computer this thing was. Um, I don't know what was your first computer experience, but I mean, like, how was it? Was it, was it PC? Uh, yeah, we had a th- like a two eighty six or a three eighty six. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, and it was uh, it's not really a holiday memory or anything. My I, my dad brought it home from work or something. Like they just had a spare computer they were getting rid of, and they just gave it to him. So uh, he brought it home, and like you know, the thing like nobody was a computer expert back then. Yeah. So like you just. We had this little room. They, you know, we wasn't really an office, but we called it an office because there was a desk in it, like in our basement. And uh, we, I remember, like, you would turn the computer on. It's like, okay, nothing's happening. And it's like, oh, well, like, you know, the monitor is a different part. And then there's the hard drive. And uh, so, like, the first computer we had, like, we didn't really do much with it because it's like, okay, once you powered it up, you could do like a word processor. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? Okay, we just write words, and then you can print them out. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's not very good. And then it was like probably the next computer we got that could run like Microsoft Flight Simulator on it or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually didn't get into computers like as far as like games or anything goes until we got our first Pentium machine. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, we got a Pentium. It was either the Pentium 90 or the Pentium like uh, 100. Uh, but that was like our first, you know machine that right. like it could do a thing or two like back in the 14.4 baud rate modem oh, days yeah. oh yeah oh um, yeah i remember my friend got a 28.8 and i was mad because he could download things extremely slowly slightly faster than i could oh uh, yeah. yeah but yeah i'd uh yeah that it's the the pc and then like so that's kind of when the pc gaming thing for me started uh-huh and then I kind of went into console for a little bit before coming back to pc in the like the counter-strike days yeah um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, most of the time I spent with the computer was actually learning to program basic uh, as a kid. Really? So how exciting is that as a kid? Right. But I did it. it. Sounds pr- yeah. I mean, it's, pr- it's, it's better than what a lot of people ended up doing. like, I think, uh, what's the name of that, uh, website where you can learn to code for free? Um, I don't know. I forget what it's called, but there's a website and the whole point of it is that everyone in the world should learn how to write simple code oh okay um if if nothing else like just to to understand how computers work and uh-huh. you'll you'll understand programming a little bit easier um i don't know but as a kid all i had was like the manuals that came with it and then like mm-hmm. a couple computer magazines that i would get so you you know imagine like a nine-year-old kid i had to sit down with big thick computer manuals and figure out how to program yeah. a computer oh, uh, uh, code academy that's what it is oh, code, okay. ca- code academy it's um learn to code interactively for free. Interesting. Um, and you just go to this like yeah, I found out about this like a year ago. Like you go to this website and you just you know you sign up for a free account and it just walks you through it. It's like okay, like and it's it's because probably years ago you probably had to learn like all these like you know complex like you know like computer. Oh yeah. You know like. It, it wasn't like it is like there's no GUIs. Oh, you know, no, like, no, no. Like, yeah. So like, but like, so now with such as his website, it's just like, okay, so basically if you want to, you know, like here's a guy, if you want to make him walk over here, how do you tell the program that that's what you want? And it explains like, well, 
it, it, at the root of what you're trying to do, you're trying to make this happen and this happen, and this is how computers understand that language. So you have to tell them this command, this command, this command. So basically, at the end of the this free tro- this free uh, hour, you know, kind of session, you can write a basic program, which I think is amazing that like anybody in the world can just learn how to code in an hour for free. But uh, that's probably more useful than what uh, I spent my time on the computer doing for years. <laughs> Right. Um, but no, that was it. That got to, you know, uh, gosh, I would save my programs to cassette tape. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, n- I never used, yeah, never used cassette tape. We had, uh, didn't uh, even have a disk a, drive. We had the five and a quarter floppies and the three and a halfs. Uh, by the time I, I got into the, uh, you know, into the game. Yeah. Well, that was my first computer. So man, I spent nice. a lot of time with that thing. You think Zag's got one of those? He should. Being the text yeah. instruments guy, he is. He should. Yeah. So what about you? All right. So I guess next up, uh, sticking with the uh, uh, the holiday theme, and you know, Nintendo was a uh, was always a big thing uh, uh, growing up. Uh, so it'll be another Nintendo theme uh, story here. We had um, uh, another cousin, uh, my cousin, the uh, my cousin Mike. Um, who it was my aunt Edna, who's my dad's uh, sister. So aunt Edna, uncle Frank, and we they need like had, a family tree diagram. By yeah, now. no, you really do. I almost need one sometimes. <laughs> but uh, so aunt Edna and uncle Frank and their kids, um, Mike, Frank, Christine, um, Trisha, uh, Mary. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, um, they're not listening. No, yeah, and they live just a couple towns, like one town over, kind of actually the town where the flea market that I go to is. Oh, okay. like I, I go by their old house uh, when I go over there, um, and they had intent. So we, it was a slightly smaller Christmas party. We had several Christmas parties a year with the big family, so it was a slightly smaller Christmas party. There was only like thirty, maybe forty people at this one, um, and it was a, a smallish house, like you know, probably like the size of a raised ranch, and basically it's like it's one of those parties where like you know every room you go into. There's just, you know, like a dozen people just like, you know, talking and laughing and having fun. Like, you know, there's presents for the kids like towards the end of the night. So, um, but me, you know, me like and every, this is another house where everyone's playing Nintendo and, uh, there was some Contra going on. There was, you know, a little punch out or Castlevania. And I, I was comfortable enough at this party where I was okay. Like I want to play. Um, now I know how to play. I kind of, I got my, my feet wet. So, um, but I was still nervous about playing because I don't want anyone to see that I wasn't any good or like any of that stuff. <laughs> so, um, the things you worry I, about as a child. Yeah. And I was a really shy kid. Like I wouldn't talk to anybody. Like, you know, if someone came over to me and said, Hey, how you doing? I wouldn't say anything back. I was just really shy. So, um, I had to pick my moments. So I remember I was, I was a kid. I was thinking, it's <laughs> like, okay, where's my in? What am I going to say? And then so in my head, Hey Mike, <laughs> hey uh, hey mike and then so i finally that mario you know, sure like, can jump high yeah <laughs> so after a while i i went i said hey mike and he said hey bill what's going on and i said probably like really stupid sounding i was like can i play nintendo <laughs> and he was like oh sure you want to play yeah, yeah yeah i want to play and uh uh he said what do you want to play and i said can I play Transylvania? Transylvania. <laughs> and then he said, play what? I said, Tran- Transylvania. And he said, well, 
you can't play Transylvania. You can play Castlevania. And I was thinking, oh, I messed I it up. I blew it. Oh, he's never going to think I'm cool. I'm like five years old. He's <laughs> never going to think I'm cool now. <laughs> yeah, he I never was. the name of the game up. But, uh, but yeah, so that, and then we sat down and, because I was really bad at Castlevania even back then. And he sat and he played with me. And we played through, like, I died in the first level a bunch of times. Then he, like, got through the level for me and let me play the next level. And I died on that one, too. And <laughs> right. then he said, maybe we should try another game. All right. And I said, okay, let's. And then he put in another game that I had never played. Oh. So it comes on. And the bell rings. Uh-oh. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Dun 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 dun. So and I'm, and I'm looking at it, and the thing is, if you weren't around in the 1980s, oh, like, but like, forget the video game, just the force of Mike Tyson in the world, yeah, was something that it's it's very hard to describe to people who like didn't live through it yeah. because people who didn't care about boxing had to see every Mike Tyson fight. Because they were exciting in a way that boxing never was. Yeah. So, like, when Mike Tyson's face comes up on the screen, I'd never heard of this game. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, you know, it starts off. And you know how everyone plays punch out the first time is you just keep punching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's cool at first because Glass Joe has no defense. Yeah, he'll just take it for the most part. Right. So, you know... You're just kind of learning, oh, okay, so one button is one hand, another button's the other hand. Okay, up is up, down is down. Eventually, so when someone tells you, oh, okay, well, there's a, you, you can dodge, you know, like left and right is dodge, like down is blocks, so like he kind of tells you what's going on. But, you know, Glass Joe goes down like like nothing. He's a chump. Then Von Kaiser comes up, oh. and he has a little bit of dodginess to him, and he'll, you know, and I remember playing, like, I played this game, and, like, so Mike left me. And I just <laughs> stayed there playing Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and I played Glass Joe a bunch of times. I played Von Kaiser a bunch of times. But it took me, like, a half hour, 40 minutes. I finally beat Von Kaiser. I oh. got to Piston Honda. Oh, boy. And there was no getting by Piston Honda. And it was because it was all about, like, you know, like the rhythm of, of, uh, of the fight, like, you know, like blocking and everything. Yeah, watch but his eyebrows. Was, but I thought I was really good. And then I brought Mike in. I was like, let me show you. And then I, I, you know, he's watching me and he's like, yeah, it's, you're, you're all right. Right. You're pretty good. Yeah, he didn't then, want to crush you. Yeah. And, but then his brother, Frank, comes in and he's like, what's going on? I was like, oh, Billy's playing Punch Out. And he was like, why isn't he playing it right? <laughs> <laughs> and then he took the controller and he, like TKO'd Von Kaiser in like eight punches, right? Because <laughs> you know you just punch, you do yeah, like stars. the low punch while he's down to get the stars, and then single punch star and he's down. Yeah. So seeing someone so proficient at the game, it made me feel worse about like the way I was playing. But at the same time, it made me like see like okay, like this is what's possible. Like this is what I need to uh, work towards. I can aspire to greatness. And then and then I started thinking, okay, what other secrets does he have? And I was already playing Contra because I had it at home. And I said, hey, can you help me with Contra? It's like, yeah, I'll help you with Contra because remember, no internet. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay, what do you need? And I said, okay, well, let's play. So we started playing. And with the title screen, right? Huh. And just by like reflex, I'm like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? 
and I was like, oh, I get to teach him something. I was like, oh, there's this code you put in. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Why are you doing it? And I was like, oh, you just do it. And he's like, you need the 30 extra guys? Oh, <laughs> he's calling you out as a five-year-old. He, wa- he was. He was like, hey, Billy needs the 30 extra guys. He can't beat Contra wow, on what four a dudes. Yeah. So, uh that's another one that sticks and it, it 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 just sticks out in my head as like a christmas story because every time we would get together with a bunch of people it was a chance to play some more nintendo with some people so i was still pretty uh, wet behind the ear at, at this point but uh i still remember you know oh, just being a kid and just going to you know the big cousins houses and they had you know zelda and contra <laughs> and punch out and castlevania and uh it really just makes you think about like how lucky you were to grow up with that stuff. Oh yeah. So another Christmas story in the books. Well, for my last one, I'll tell my Nintendo story. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've probably mentioned some of this before, but it's okay. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> 86 must've been 86. Uh, my cousin, who lives, uh, he lived, well, he still lives out in Oklahoma, uh, where my my dad, my parents had gotten divorced, and my dad moved out to Oklahoma. And so I would go out and visit my dad in the summer. And usually what that revolved around was, because he worked, I mean, you know, during the day. So it would be me and my cousin, Judd, we would spend almost all the time. Either I would be over at his house, because his dad was working too, uh, you know, or he'd be over at, at my house. And... Uh, you know, that's all we do. We usually ride bikes and, you know, we just, whatever. We just, we're old enough to where we just take care of ourselves for the most part. Uh, because, you know, 84, I was 11, 12, no, 86, I mean. Anyway. But uh, for that crisp, 86, he got, he got Nintendo. He, he got, hmm. and I had never played Nintendo where else. So I go out to visit, um, and there's Nintendo. And he had gotten the deluxe set. So he had Rob, he had Gyro, and he had several games too. Um, so I, the ones I remember him having, he had um, Gyro Mike, of course, Duck Hunt, Super Mario Brothers. He had Gumshoe, which uh, I was fascinated by. And I think um, Hogan's Alley, I think, was what he had. So it was pretty much just all these first party titles. And he, had, by the time summer had come around, you know, he'd had half a year or so maybe to play with these. So he was kind of mm-hmm. tired of it, you know. And I went over there. I was just blown away. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. first we started playing like, oh, here's Duck Hunt. You know, it's like, oh, okay, it's Duck Hunt. This, you know, this is a lot better than my Atari. You know, this is pretty cool. And then Super Mario Brothers. And he puts mm-hmm. in Super And I never played Super Mario Brothers before. And uh, I just remember he turns it on and he starts playing and he shows me kind of how the game plays. And I swear to God, just... And to him, he was already gotten pretty good at it. He couldn't beat it yet, but he was pretty good at it. I was just mesmerized. Mm. I mean, and so, of course, like, he doesn't care a whole lot. And I swear, like, every day when I would go over there for probably, like, the next week, that's all I would do. I would just sit there and play Super Mario Brothers like crazy. And sometimes he would play two-player with me, and sometimes he's like, oh, this sucks, you know. And and mm. uh, 
And of course, we would still go out and ride bikes or whatever. But anytime we're inside, and you have to understand, it's Oklahoma in the summer. It's hot, very hot, <laughs> uh, and dry and windy. Uh, and so, you know, you'd be out for a while, and then you're like, man, let's go in the air conditioning. This sucks. Or you'd go swimming. <laughs> um, but if not, if you're inside, we're playing Nintendo. And don't get me wrong, I played some of the other games as well, but usually it's Super Mario Brothers was obviously, you know, it just hooked me. And I just played that thing. To, to that summer um, was Nintendo. Um, mm. And so, of course, you know, going home, what did I want for Christmas? I was, you know. But um, so I, of course, just, like you said, though, I just asked for Nintendo, right? You don't no like all i said was like i need super, just super mario brothers um right. was what i needed uh, i didn't realize like oh there were like different versions of right. like oh here's <laughs> just the or here's the one with rob or here's with you know whatever mm-hmm. um so i just asked i want nintendo you know so i put down on my list nintendo and games i don't really even know what games to ask for besides super mario brothers. I like whatever i don't know what's out there mm-hmm. and so um that's it. So yeah, there's the big box that's wrapped up, and I felt pretty confident. You know, I'm like, okay, it's Nintendo, right? I'm going to get Nintendo. And then there's games that are wrapped up, and that was the thing. I didn't know any idea what the games are. So you know, you remember, like, do you ever do the thing for Christmas where, like, you would try to, like, peek inside, like, the corners of the yeah. wrapping? <laughs> but you can't see anything, but you're, like, trying really hard. Like, maybe mm-hmm. I can just get a peek of a color or something, and that will tell me. Um. But of course, Christmas comes around. I, you know, I open uh, the thing. Of course, it's Nintendo. But I got it was the control deck with Super Mario Brothers. It wasn't the deluxe set. Mm-hmm. I uh, and it wasn't even the one with the gun. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't the. I didn't get Duck Hunt. It wasn't the mm-hmm. the gun or anything. I didn't have a zapper. It was just Super Mario Brothers and the control deck. And <laughs> uh, and then I got three games that came with it. I I think my mom just must have been like just at random to go to a store like what should, just I don't know these pick them up mm-hmm. probably at random, um, but I got uh, I got Rad Racer I remember hmm. that uh, I had um, Dag on it uh, Star Voyager which is the most <laughs> oh my gosh what like a rotten gift to get. And then uh, I got a controller. I got an Epix 500XJ controller. It was like terrible controller that I got for it. And that's terrible. What other game did I get? <laughs> oh, I feel bad. That's going to come back to me later. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I just remember, I remember Rad Racer because it was great. I did play the crap out of Rad Racer. And I remember Star Wars because it was so terrible. God, it was <laughs> so freaking terrible. I tried so hard to play that game, and it just, oh, it sucked. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, and then my birthday is like four days after Christmas, so I always have birthmas. And Bill, you know how that's, because you yeah. just recently had a birthday. Yeah, mine was just a few days ago, so uh, I think one of the people who gave me one of my presents uh, made like a... I mentioned to my wife, she's like, oh, yeah, like that's our birthday and Christmas uh-huh. present for Bill. I was like, oh, yep, I'm familiar with that uh, situation. Yeah, Birthmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anybody that's born close to Christmas knows Birthmas is really, you don't get a birthday. Everybody's just going to say, this Christmas gift is for your birthday, too. Yeah. <laughs> my mom would try. My mom would try to make it separate, which is, you know, was great. But um, for 
my birthday, which was just a few days later, I got to go to the store and pick what game I wanted. And mm. we went to the store and Legend of Zelda <laughs> was there. And I didn't even know. I just commercials. You know, I mean, see these commercials and I'm like, oh, and this is gold. You know, I mean, you see mm. like, holy crap, this one's gold. This one's yeah. got to be awesome. <laughs> so I remember at Target and, uh, and it's just, you know, it was there at the right. Like, yeah, that one is gold. It's got to be great. And it's like got a sword and everything on the front. You're like, oh yeah, this is it. Mm. Um, and, and then that was, oh man, that was it. Um, uh, probably just played freaking nonstop Zelda for months. Uh, I mean, I get to the point because you like when, when we were kids, you didn't have very, I mean, if you're like me, you didn't get many games, right? No. So, yeah. We got to, I remember we, uh, uh, we all got our, like our report cards in one time and we all got pretty good grades so we could go to Toys R Us and we all had to agree on one game. Yeah. But like, you know, it wasn't like there were games just coming home all the time. Like when you got a game, it was a big deal. It was either a birthday or Christmas or, you know, something like that. So, like, and I remember that one of the games that we got and we all got good report cards was DuckTales. Oh, that's a good one. And, and I don't even think that we heard that it was a good game or anything. We just all went to the store and you see DuckTales and everyone likes DuckTales. So we chose it and it ended up just being great. Oh, yeah. But um, back then, I mean, this you didn't have anything else. So you would just play it backwards, forwards, forwards, backwards, over and mm-hmm. over again. I mean, I remember like Zelda. Like I went through, you know, beat the game. You go, you beat the second yep. quest. And then I would just go through again and just do stupid crap. Like, okay, I'm going to go through it now without any of the rings and beat the game yep. just because. You know what right. I mean? And, or you just like artificially handicap yourself just because you did nothing else to play. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit, and that's, I mean, I played the other games a little bit, but man, just really, man, Legend of Zelda, I spent uh, ungodly amounts of time yeah. on that game. But that was probably my best Christmas ever. I've got another one cribbed in my mind, so if we ever do another Christmas episode, but uh, nice. those were a few memories that I wanted to share. Man, that was an aw- that was probably my best Christmas, as far it as gifts like go. It was one. my best Christmas. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. Um I guess for my last one, I'll switch gears off the Nintendo because I know I've just got a whole bunch of stories. It just seemed like it's just family hanging out and playing Nintendo. No, and like get a great family. Bits of it. Yeah, no, they, they, they're good uh, good dudes. So flash forward a little, little bit later. I guess I can combine these uh, two because they're both they're It's pretty short. But uh, um, the two Christmases that I remember the most that, that are video game related, one of them was uh, when I... Uh, wanted the 32x <laughs> i knew that was good um, I, I like this story too wanted the 32x really bad i i knew how many polygons i knew the risk chips <laughs> i read all the material 32 bit man yep i was i was leaving the magazines open throughout the house <laughs> i like circled it in the service merchandise catalog and i left it you know strategically on on the on the thing there i really wanted a 32x and kind of a side note, um, our Genesis, we had a Genesis 2, and it wasn't in the best shape. Like, the power cable was loose on it, like, needed to be, like, resoldered or something. So, like, we had to, like, stick a cart in between the power cable and the AV cable so that it would, you know, had enough tension to, like, you know, connect. But every once in a while, like, it would just power off for no reason. Oh, yeah. Um, and it really was kind of, like, annoying, and it bugged us. My parents knew that. So, uh, anyway, Christmas morning comes around, and... We, we, I get the 32X and 
what I remember about it is it was addressed to me. Oh. It was to Bill. It was not <laughs> you didn't to, have to anybody share. else. No. <laughs> but the surprise that year was my parents, they knew the Genesis wasn't like working great. They got to say new Genesis 2. That's huge. And which was kind of like you weren't expecting it because you already had one, but it didn't really work that well. So like when you when we got it, it was like this this changes everything. This is great. Like we have a new one. It's working. It's good. And it was kind of like it was a Costco deal. It was kind of like in like a like clamshelled all together. Oh, like a bundle. Right. It was like the it was the legit system, and it was like I think like another game, and it was a third party controller. Now I'm not usually into third party controllers. Comes a controller snob, right? Yeah. This third-party controller became one of my favorite controllers, and I, I actually eventually found one, and I, and I have it today. What is it? It's an AC controller. Huh. Or however you say that word. I, oh, like um, A-S-C-I-I? Right. Yeah. ASCII? I guess. AC? Ask, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But that's that's who makes it, and it kind of looks like a Super Nintendo style where it's got four face buttons, hmm. and then it's got two shoulder buttons. Really? Um, yeah, and it's got... Is a, it a real uh, six button? Yes. Wow. And it's got uh, turbo, uh, like, you know, off, on, and, uh, uh, like, off turbo and, and uh, uh, like, uh, super turbo, but like, switches for each button. Oh, those were nice. Yeah, and it's thin, and it oh, feels good in your hand. Um, I'll show you a picture of it, or maybe we'll add it to the show notes. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's, it's a real, it's my, it's my favorite third-party uh, uh, Genesis controller, the only one I really ever got into. But yeah, it was a great, the only downside of that 32X Christmas was since they were trying to convince everyone to buy 32X games, they did mail-in rebates. And my mom, before she gave me the games, cut <laughs> the UPC originally if you see off of the some of the so it was like star wars you know arcade um virtual fighter and virtual racing i think and all of them had the upc cut off and i was like what happened and she no. was like oh it was a rebate so i just cut it off <laughs> and i was like i would have given you the five dollars <laughs> <laughs> take it but, out of my birth of my presents yeah and then and then so like another one real quick another another christmas several years later i've been out of video games for a while I haven't been playing pc games haven't been playing console games and something gets me back into it. Um, someone at school, I'm, I'm like freshman in high school, and someone there is like, listen, you have to play Final Fantasy VII. Um, I know you haven't played a game in a while, but you have to play Final Fantasy VII. Oh. So we were talking about it a lot. So I asked for a PlayStation for Christmas. Um, my parents get uh, us the PlayStation and three games. Uh-oh. We got Final Fantasy VII. Wow. Uh, was the first game? Um, uh, what was the 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 second one? It was um, I've got the third one in my head, and I'll, I'll save it for last. I actually really like this game, even though it's not good at all. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it back when I had it, and I just I don't know something about it. I just like playing it. Um, it was a, a fi- oh yeah, that's right. It was Final Fantasy VII. It was NHL '98. Oh, there you go. Right, so you mm-hmm. gotta get a hockey game. Perfect. Peter Forsberg was on the cover of that one. That's a good game. And it was Star Wars: Masters of Terras Kasi. Oh man, this game is now. I know the game's not good, but I was into Star Wars. I you know I fired it up. So, oh, it's a Star Wars fighting game. Like, let's see how how good this is. And I was like, oh, it's pretty good. Like, it's good in the sense that it's like a game. <laughs> that it functions and boots and then up. it works. 
<laughs> and you could use lightsabers. And there was a move with Han Solo where you could shoot his blaster. And like, you know, there was Boba Fett was in it. So like, it was cool in that sense. I'm sure the game is not good. I have extremely rose colored glasses when it comes to this. Like, oh, you I don't see- have it anymore? Oh, no, I still have it. I just haven't <laughs> fired it up in a long time. Oh, I smell um, a blog post in the future. Oh, man, I would love to do a... It would probably make me upset how bad the game <laughs> is. I really enjoy Masters of Taras Kasi. Um, yeah, like, I see the cover art. In your mind, I, you, you really enjoy it. And I get it. excited about how much fun I had playing that game. <laughs> that was a great Christmas, because all three of those games... NHL 98 was great. Final Fantasy VII, obviously, is great. And just this rando Star Wars game that I never heard of that I actually kind of enjoyed, even though it's probably not very good. Um, that was another really good Christmas. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for uh, for Christmas rambling stories. Oh, man. Good stuff. Well, uh, I'll be tossing in Krabby's Christmas memories here. Unfortunately, yeah, we can't, uh, we can't uh, back and forth with him a little bit. But at least he'll get a chance to share his his memories as well here on the show. And uh, yeah. and quite honestly, uh, you know, we like to hear yours too. So the holidays are upon us. So, you know, whether you're doing the feats, feats of strength or lighting candles <laughs> or, or whatever you're deciding to do, uh, share some memories with us. Let us know. I'm so glad you said that. It was know. great. That's right. It's a festivus for the rest of us. Feats of strength. <laughs> That's right. The airing of grievances. Let yeah. it begin. But um, uh, but seriously, from from all of us here at the Collector Cast, all of you, happy holidays. Um, Merry Christmas, and, definitely, and uh, enjoy. And uh, we'll catch you in 2015. Sorry that I wasn't able to join the podcast again this month, uh, but you can, Bill asked me to record a favorite Christmas memory to be added to the show. Um, so I've got, I've got two. I'm going to go with an old one and a new one. Um, back in 1992, we had just moved out of my grandparents' house um, to a different city, and we used to live with them in Manitoba. We moved all the way to British Columbia. My parents got a job, so it was my first Christmas away from them that I could remember. And one of the things that I missed about living with my grandparents was stealing my grandma's Game Boy to play late at night in bed. And for Christmas that year, I got my very own Game Boy, which was extremely exciting because the only other system we had at the time was a NES. And it was the first time I had independence with gaming where I didn't have to like, wait for a television or I could play it on road trips. Um, it, it was mine. I could choose when to play it. It was a very unique gift for me. And I got a couple of games to go with it. Um, they weren't the best. I got like Revenge of the Gator, Pinball, and uh, I can't remember, quite remember the name of the title one. It was like Adventures of Starbreaker or something like that. It wasn't fantastic, but it was mine and it was cool. And more recently, um, last year, um, my son has been very big into Skylanders, and we got him Skylanders Swap Force last year for Christmas, and it was just a blast watching him open it, 
and not really being too interested in the rest of the presents that he had under the tree, but going through the motions and, and getting them done. And then after that, we, we plugged in Swap Force and just played it for a couple hours on Christmas. Brand new, the two of us. It was fantastic. It was one of my favorite moments ever, not just not just Christmas. Um, so those are my two Christmas memories. Um, sorry I couldn't make the show again. Uh, hopefully after December, um, things will slow down for me and I can get back recording with the guys again. Merry Christmas, everyone. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of The Collector Cast, and thanks for making it a great 2014. We really enjoyed doing all this. Um, thanks, Bill, for staying up late with me through your illness. Absolutely, Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's always fun, and uh, look forward to another three years. Here we go. Happy New Year right around the corner. And uh, just real quick, uh, as always, where you can find us. So um, you can find us at CollectorCast.com, right? Catch the yep. show there. There's a donate button on there. So if you feel like being uh, in the Christmas spirit. There you go. A little, little giving. Throw a couple bucks if you like the show. Papa needs a new spider mount for his <laughs> mic. Uh, but you can catch an RSS feed there of the show. And uh, mm-hmm. where else can people get us, Bill? Uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter, yeah. where we uh, collect uh, the questions for the beginning of the show, as well as rfgeneration.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Spend a lot of time over there. You can uh, find the show uh, on the uh, – uh, there is a podcast uh, a thread over there where all the RF Gen podcasts, including the Playcast. Mm-hmm. Newly renamed. You can find that over there, yeah. And uh, you can also find us uh, on your major storefronts, right? So you can get us on iTunes. You can get us on Windows Store. Um, Mm -hmm. if that works for you, you can get us on Stitcher, no matter what your platform is, you can get the Stitcher app, subscribe to the show that way. Uh, and, uh, as always, we're on, uh, the pickle podcast pickle. That's right. The pickle.com. That's right. Um, but yeah, YouTube, if you'd rather catch the show that way, I know I like to do some of that stuff because at work, uh, for whatever reason, YouTube is open, but everything else is blocked. So yeah, no, I, I, I YouTube, uh, uh, I do the same thing. I, I use YouTube whenever I can't use anything else. Yeah, I have no idea why my employer leaves YouTube open, but hey, probably because the boss wants to watch something on YouTube. Yep, <laughs> and he doesn't want to bother making an exception rule for just the one machine. That's probably true. Uh, but definitely, you know, make sure that uh, to communicate with us. Let us know how we're doing, what you like about the show. Give us some questions for the next episode. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you in 2015.